Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining. And I am recording. It's time for Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello, and welcome to Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And uh, today we will be doing our 2022 Bus Awards. That's right, the first annual Bus Awards. We'll talk about, uh, kind of got two categories, players and then uh, autograph freaks as well. So we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, rank, we'll, rank, the top, we'll rank the top guys for uh, several different categories uh, for each one of those. Um, but first, it's episode number 179. So Jeremy, who is your 179 guy? Uh, well, Jack, I listen, I was tempted to go with a couple hitters uh, on that side of the ball, but mm-hmm. um, I would be um, not a hypocrite. I feel that's a little har- uh, harsh, but I would be remiss to, to not pick Mark Langston. Uh, yeah, when I for, saw him on there, I figured you were going to pick him. Yeah, that's 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 a easy that that gives you a free, uh, you know, a free ride, a free run, uh-huh. whoever. Um, but yeah, I had to go with Mark Langston. Um uh, I mentioned before, is my favorite player uh, <laughs> as a kid. Um, I, the reality is, I should say, favorite non-Cub player. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I just I liked Mark Langston. Um, <clears throat> came up as a Seattle Mariner um, in 1984. Um, uh, pitched um, probably his best years um, with Seattle, uh, but then uh, went to Montreal for one year, um, and then. Uh, went over to the Angels um, and and had a good run with the Angels as well in in, in his 30s uh, and then bounced around a little bit at the end between uh, San Diego and Cleveland um, but uh, yeah career um, 179 uh, wins 179 wins 158 losses 397 ERA um, and uh, he was a strikeout machine um, he led the league in strikeouts his rookie year, which is pretty cool. Uh, 204. He also led the league uh, in walks. Um, so mm-hmm. one of those guys. Um, uh, but then had 245 strikeouts in 1986 and 280 and 262 strikeouts in 1987. Uh, he made the All Star team in '87. Won a couple Gold Gloves. Um, made the All Star team also in '91, '92, '93 with the Angels. Uh, he's a San Diego guy, uh, so then he finished his career in San Diego, or well, finished in Cleveland, but uh, went to San Diego afterwards. Um, famously traded for Randy Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Randy Johnson uh, went from the Expos to the Mariners uh, for Mark Langston, and uh, I remember as a kid being excited that he was going to be in the National League. Um, I don't think I ever saw him play. He wasn't in the National League very long, um, but. Uh, but yeah, um, and uh, I don't know what else you can say about him. He's a lefty, so I like that. Um, I got. I remember getting. I remember seeing like in, on one of his baseball cards, he had a Mizuno mitt, and uh, this is kind of when Mizuno was kind of a newish company, I guess, or like new to the sporting goods scene. But I got a Mizuno glove because uh, I like Mark Langston, and he's a lefty, and just uh, he had like long hair, so I thought he was like a cool dude. Um, uh, I got I I did get him I did get his autograph through the mail nice. um, as a kid yeah he was one of the guys that I wrote to um, and uh, I think I might have I, I think I sent him cards and he sent back signed pictures I don't think he signed the cards but he signed these pictures and 
there were Bible verses on it. <laughs> I remember. Ah, okay. And uh, so he's a, he's definitely a religious guy, but um, but yeah, that was that was maybe the first time I saw Bible verses on his on on a signature. And I remember my mom like you know saw them and she's like, oh, what he's some kind of holy roller or something. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I don't even know if I ever really looked up the Bible verses, but um, but yeah, uh, but uh, I think he's still. I don't know if he's. Um, I think he was doing some like color um, uh, 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 analysis, uh, analysis for the uh, for the angels maybe at some point, um, but I don't think he's like a full time guy or anything. But uh, I think he's still pretty active with the angels organization. But uh, but yeah, that's Mark Langston. Nice. I was gonna ask you if you ever uh, got those uh, got those cards back. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they that were sucks. like anything. Yeah, I don't think they were anything special. I don't know. Sure. I, I, maybe I sent him a rookie card, but even his rookie card isn't really worth that much. So, do you um, still have those pictures? I don't. I I don't think I do. At least if if they do, they're in they're in some kind of like box of just stuff with my mom's. It, you know, I didn't take care of them at that point. Okay, um, sure. But uh, but yeah, I remember like I think I sent maybe two separate things, and I got back two separate like photos, and it was cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I like, yeah, I wish I did for sure. I wish I had them. Nice. Uh, yeah, though, that's, that's a good one, Jeremy. Um, uh, I, uh, he he was a little bit before my time. He, he, he had those, some of those latter years there in the the late nineties. So I I do, I do remember him as a player, but I I don't really remember him as a good player. Um, so, uh, yeah, he did, he did have some pretty good numbers, particularly in 1989. Um, but, uh, I guess ultimately the Mariners probably won that trade. You could say. Yeah, I would say so. They might want to, maybe would have liked to have that one back. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so mine, uh, my 179 guy is Del Crandall. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, former manager of the Brewers. Uh, he managed them in the, the mid-70s, 1972 to 75. He also played uh, on the Milwaukee Braves for a long time. He was a catcher. Uh, so he was on uh, the Braves, uh, started his career on the Boston Braves and uh, played that with them in 1949 and 1950. Um, took two years off for military service. Uh, he probably served in Korea um, in 51 and 52. Uh, and then he came back in 53, and he played for the Milwaukee Braves for many years, um, for about a decade. Then he bounced around to a few other teams. He was good, though. He was an 11-time All-Star, um, hit a bunch of home runs, uh, got MVP votes. Uh, I don't know if he was considered a really good fielder. Uh, his numbers, you know, He's got decent numbers for a catcher, but they don't really they don't really scream MVP. So maybe just maybe having like Yogi Berra in the American League, like they needed a version of that for the National League. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, grounded into a lot of double plays, grounded into 24 of them in 1959. But uh, yeah, he was a good player, and he was on those Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron uh, uh, Braves teams. So you know he played with some pretty uh, some pretty legit teammates too. And I think Eddie Matthews also went on to manage uh, as well. So that's at least two. And uh, well, no, no, I was gonna say was Joe uh, uh, Joe Torre. Yeah, was Joe uh, uh, was Joe Torre on those Braves teams too? No, he wasn't. Um, I don't think. Yeah, not sure. Let me let me see here. I gotta look this up. Um, um yeah, Del Crandall, uh, making me think of Del Griffith uh, from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. But sure, uh, uh, yeah, no, that that works. Uh, or uh, uh, there's the uh, the old Simpsons joke, you know, when uh, with Mrs. Mrs. Krabappel and Homer says, "Wait, her last name is Krabappel." This oh, yeah, whole time I've been calling her. This whole time I've been calling her Crandall. I've been making a fool of myself this whole time, and nobody told me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's definitely a classic too. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Del Crandall actually he lived uh, up until last year, so he died in 2021. So um, you know he uh, 
lived until fairly recently as well. So that it's kind of good to know that some of those guys are, are still are still kicking around, although probably not many of them. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but that's um, that's uh, cool. I, did he ever overlap with Bob Euchre? I wonder. I, the... I was I was thinking that. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking at like the the sixty like let's say the sixty three Milwaukee Brewers. Who was the other catcher on that team? Um, Joe, oh yeah, and you know Joe Torre was on that team, so they were teammates. Um, okay. And Euchre was on that team as well, so he did. So uh, wow. uh, yeah, I bet okay. I bet Bob Euchre would have some some Del Crandall stories as well. That's cool. Yeah, he probably backed up Del Crandall then. Um, yeah, he, he probably did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, that's cool. Del Crandall did did not know too much about him, but uh, yeah, that's good. Um, with your with your Milwaukee insight, you could uh, bring us a little something about Del Crandall. Yeah, right on. Um, okay, well, Jeremy, I, well, real uh, quick, get, ja- real yeah. quick, Jack, I was gonna say like the other guy that I was looking at was uh, possibly Jim Gentile. Um, okay. So he was uh, a first base kind of slugger for the for the Orioles, um, and we won't go into depth with with him, but uh, I thought maybe it would be fitting to do him because of uh mark gentile uh guest number 100 sure on episode number 100 but uh mark Gen- or jim gentile uh played in the 60s with the uh baltimore orioles mostly um or famously i guess uh made three straight all-stars hit 46 homers in 1961 uh led the league with 141 rbis but um yeah 46 homers in uh, 1961 was uh not even worth uh you know shaking a stick at um sure considering what happened that year but um but yeah so uh i think i talked about jim gentile maybe like way back on the first season of this um uh podcast the first year of this podcast i'm not quite sure but uh he's another guy worth looking into um uh got his autograph too uh he's 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 definitely like a baltimore oriole fan favorite i would say nice uh did you get him through the mail as well no, that one was from a from a pack pulled uh, from, from. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, out, but yeah, that's uh, that that's cool. Yeah, and the uh, forty six home runs in uh, nineteen sixty one, hundred forty one RBIs, man. Yeah, that guy was a he, pretty good. Okay, yeah, I'll have to read more about him. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, before we get into the Bus Awards, uh, twenty twenty two. Um. Uh. The, you know, the the playoffs started. So, uh, uh right it feels now, like it's NL- been a long time since we recorded. Like it, it, it has. We did that mega episode. Um. And then I think, uh, you know, the playoffs started. Uh, we had some kind of busy times, and uh, I think, yeah, after that mega episode, I think we both needed about a, a week off after that <laughs> one. Uh, it was it was very long, but it was a it was good stuff. Um, so yeah, a, a lots you know, almost two entire playoff series. Is, actually, two entire playoff series did happen: the division series and the um, uh, wild the, card. Uh, the wild card. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> one thing that that's been kind of bothering me is that um, so the Brewers traded Josh Hader because they said they wanted to get as many bites of the apple as possible, and so mm-hmm. now now Brewers fans are, are pointing to San Diego and Philadelphia and saying like, look, see, like these teams struggle, like bites of the apple though, right? Like you just got to get in one of these teams is going to make it to the World Series now just because, like, you just got to get in the playoffs, right? That And then you can get hot. Like the guy at the bus said, maybe he'll come up later, but you have to get hot at the right time. Um, <laughs> but so, and then and then uh, Bob Costas the other night, uh, he said, like, and of course San Diego and Philadelphia came out of nowhere to make the playoffs. And, like, I would, I just want to end that narrative. Um, if you think the Phillies or San Diego is a, is like a bite of the Apple team and they're just trying to make the playoffs or like the fact that they came out of nowhere, that's false. That's not true. The Phillies and the Padres had the, they had this number two and number three payroll 
this year. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, I, maybe I'm looking at 2023. Wait, 2022. Yeah, that was t- fucking spot track. No, yeah, it's uh, it's it looks like it's 2022. Um, I mean, hold on, with me... between between Machado and and Harper, they're going to be up there like every year because those are yeah, two of the biggest so they, contracts they number, in history. Number number four and number five, but like okay, yeah. th- those aren't two teams that just snuck into the playoffs and 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 came out of nowhere. Like if you look at the rosters, we just saw the Phillies like three weeks ago, and up and down that roster, there's all good good expensive players. Like if you think Real oh. Muto, um, yeah, uh, Harper, uh, uh, Castellanos. And Zach Wheeler alone, that's like half a billion dollars in guaranteed money right there. And then they got guys like Kyle Schwarber, who led the National League in home runs. Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura, who's like a high, a high-priced veteran who's been very good for a long time. Like, this isn't a, this, this team is built to win the World Series. They didn't just come out of nowhere. No, I, honestly, I feel like the Phillies have like one of the most stacked lineups in baseball. Like yes. from, from one to nine. Um I yeah well so yeah Jack I mean several things I, I have to say about that like number one um you I saw your note like before before we we recorded and you mentioned Costas in it I yeah. thought um I thought it was going to be a, a takedown of Bob Costas maybe I think <laughs> I hate to say it be, but like Bob Costas like I he's a legendary broadcaster but listening to him this season I don't know if I don't know if other people are saying this or not but I kind of feel like the game has passed him up a little bit oh definitely yeah yeah it's not good it's not good he's like. It's just not. It's it's not. Uh, I think any like sort of like kind of like insightful like clever comments he used to have like just don't ring the same way they used to, and it's just not. I don't know. It's it's he's sounding just kind of like out of it a little bit, and it's it's a shame because I do like Bob Costas, but um, I don't know. It's almost like after after hearing him, I almost feel I like I owe Matt Vaskersian an apology um, sure. because. Yeah, he's not. I don't know. Just it's not. It's not going so well. Maybe. I mean, he hasn't. This is the first full series he's called in like years. I think in the playoffs. Um, and it's you can tell. It you can definitely tell. Like maybe he needs more practice or something. Like maybe that's just it. I don't know. But, um. But yeah. So that's one thing. Anyway. Um. But yeah, this whole underdog. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Like, uh. Yeah. The the Phillies lineup is well. First of all, okay. So. I don't know what the numbers. I don't know if you have the numbers in front of you, Jack. But like, I mean, the numbers for like, uh, the Machado contract was like the biggest contract in baseball for like two days, and then like I think Trout signed signed like an extension, but sure, uh, or maybe it was Harper. I don't remember, but um, but then the Harper one was also one of the biggest contracts in baseball history. So the, I, I, those are at least in the top four. I think they're two of the top yes. four biggest contracts in baseball history. So like right there, it's just like that that conversations out any sort of underdog or whatever narratives out out the window um they were also like in they also had playoff spots for at least the last like two or three weeks of the season like i mean the yes. phillies dropped out for like a day to the brewers but like they were in content they were in line to make the playoffs for a while so it's not like it came out of nowhere um and then like and then the the padres like yeah they have machado and then they, they you know, they. I know Tatis was out this year, but they have like two of the like three or four brightest stars in baseball. And yeah, yeah, yeah they traded for Soto, but they they traded like they got him through draft picks, but but still like um or through you know through prospects, but uh, but still like when you have when you have Tatis on your roster and then you have uh, Soto and Machado in your lineup, it's like 
you can't really call them an underdog or any or anything like un, unexpected. I mean, it's cool that they knocked off the the Dodgers. Um, yes, and, and I'm grateful for that. But I don't know. Yeah, any other sort of narrative is just like it's not. It's um, misguided. No, yeah, and you didn't even mention the Padres pitching. Like, they have you right. Darvish, very right. expensive, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove, at least. And then they have Josh Hader, who's been one of the best closers in baseball for the past half decade. So it's just, it's, you know, that's not a bite of the Apple team. Both of those teams are, uh, you know, they're built to win the World Series. And now it's the Astros and the Yankees in the American League as well. So people are like, oh, there's so much chaos in these playoffs. Not really. Like, it, it's it, the teams that you would probably expect to be there are there. Sure, the Dodgers are gone. But um, the teams that are there, I don't think are really that surprising either. If you if you think about it, yeah, it's just lazy. It's like oh, the Mets and the Dodgers are gone. Like well, then then all bets are out out the window. But like again, like that that Philly the Phillies lineup is stacked. It's it's yes. cra- it's incredibly stacked. Um, so and like you know, I guess the only two spots where like maybe that you wouldn't say they're stacked is like Bryson Stott and Bre- Brandon Marsh. But those two were like top 10 prospects uh like up until this year then when they made their debuts so you know whatever. yeah no i i agree um they, they were uh and uh so i i had made a 20 dollar bet on the cleveland guardians to win the world series we were just talking a little bit before we started recording that it was you know it was a a, a reasonable bet uh they did almost win two playoff series they took the yankees to the game five um, so now that's over. They're done. They're out of it. Um, I would have won $700 on that bet though. So I, you know, I was, I, I was a little bit disappointed, but, um, uh, anyway, I, I do think that Yankees Astros is probably the better series. So, um, yeah. I guess from a baseball per, like fan watching perspective, uh, you know, I, I'll forget about that pretty fast. So well, real quick, like we might as well talk about it now, like just as a primer for that series, the, the ALCS, um, because, listeners are going to be watching that series um after this episode comes out it's like i'm trying to like rationalize like the yankees astros series because it, uh-huh. again it's like a boring like it's sure. it's great it's like it's you know they're they're two top franchises but it's like i would have rather had anyone in the in the alcs than these two yes. fucking teams um i guess i'm trying to rationalize the astros like success is is that they're a different team than the cheating 2017 team. I mean, they still sure. have Altuve, but that's kind of it. I, I guess they had Bregman too. So, um, but like, I don't know, like Jordan wasn't part of that. Um, uh, 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 who else do they have? Um, Kyle, Kyle Tucker, Tucker wasn't really part of that. Yeah. Um, Gary L was part of it. Yeah, that's right, Guriel, right. And he's, so. he's got other other problems too. <laughs> he does. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe uh, a U Darvish Guriel matchup rematch. Oh, we'll yeah, that's this. possible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see what Guriel has up his sleeve this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, I you know I'm trying to rationalize it that way, but I will never get over. Like I I have some Dusty Baker autographed cards, and I think they're cool, but I just don't think. I'll ever get over the 03 season uh, and Dusty Baker. So I just, I, I, I understand like his importance in baseball, but I don't know if I can ever get, I don't know if I can ever fully absolve Dusty Baker of the 03 Cubs season. So it's, that's a tough, it's a tough playoff. It's a tough ALCS series for me. So um, maybe I'll just watch this NLCS and pretend it's a world series. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, for for sure. Um, And I think I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather either national league team won this world series than, uh, than either the Yankees or Astros. So I, I guess that's something to root for. For sure, yeah. Now, if um, either of them played in Chicago this year and we went to the bus and they signed for us, we might have a different story. But Yeah, um, right. Uh, did anybody from the Padres sign for us? 
Uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Francisco Cervelli. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, God. Uh, yeah, he was with the Padres. That's okay. And yeah, Matt right. Matt Williams. Uh, we mostly coaches, but uh, we got one player. I think I can't remember who it was now. Um, sure. So we that might mean that he's not in the bus awards, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. Well, one one more thing though, uh, I guess specifically about the Padres is that this video uh, went viral on Twitter of these just these six like nerds uh, doing oh. a rap song about the, <laughs> about the Padres, um, and it was it. I guess it, it the video was found because it was on local news, so like just like San Diego Morning News or or whatever. Um, whoever, whoever the producer is that thought that would be a good idea to put that on, uh, is, you know, should, should be given a raise, frankly. It's an addicting, (laughs) it's an addicting video. Uh, you gotta, you gotta check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, Jeremy, you showed it to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's, it's horror. It's so bad. Um, but like, I, I was joking with a friend of mine, um, on Facebook, he said like, you know, the Super Bowl shuffle, it ain't. And I said, like, yeah, not, I said, not yeah, not even the Steve Fuller verse, which uh, is the the white uh, the white quarterback uh, backup sure. quarterback who somehow got a verse in the Super Bowl shuffle. Um, <laughs> but, so it's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Jack, but my favorite line is, um, let's see, what is it? it's like? The Padres are on the loose. Hello, goose. Oh, yeah, God. and the, so that yeah, that's a good, that's an awesome one because of the you know that that freaking goose that that went on the the Dodgers. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's so good. My, my I I like the first line. But, so the the way it is is it's like it's one guy who's rapping, and then the five guys behind him are doing the the are joining in for the chorus, almost like a Beastie Boys thing. And yeah. so the first line of it is he, he goes Philly going down to yellow and brown. Cause that's what's it, and then they, <laughs> they they all join in on the that's what's it. My my favorite line though, Jeremy, is when he goes, uh, "Bryce is gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise." Cause that's what's it. He goes up the octave. <laughs> he does. He does, but he also like goes like, Can, "And Manny's gonna cruise." <laughs> like it's like really, it's oddly effeminate, but like it's just oh man, it's so lame, but it. Yeah, it's actually so bad it's good. I mean, like, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people are really just, like, shitting on this video. But, like, yeah. I don't know. It is kind of – the more I talk – I mean, I can't talk about it without laughing. And, like, maybe that's <laughs> – I'm not sure if that's what they wanted. But, like, it's, like – it's one of those things where it's, like, you know, like, um, how um, – what's his fucking name? Tommy Wiseau tried to say that, oh, yeah, we knew we were making a, a bad movie at the time. It's, like, no, you didn't. You thought you were making no. a good movie. But people like it because it's so bad. It's like this. Yes. This video is like the sports video of equivalent of the room. Yes. Uh, no. No. Ab- absolutely. Uh, yeah. And just like I, I want to know, I want to know what the conversation was like when these guys came up with this song. They're like, we need Ugh. a chorus for it, and like they're yeah. like, how about how about that's what's it. Um, I I know. I'm wondering. I was wondering if that was if it's like a reference to like a real song, but I don't think so. No, no. Uh, and, and then, you, you, Jeremy, it's, it's one of those videos, too, where you can watch it. So there's six guys, and you can watch it six different times and get a completely <laughs> different experience Like by focusing on, on what each guy is doing. Because, like, mm-hmm. they're just, like, you know, there are just these really square guys, and, like, none of them have any rhythm or anything, but they're all no. dancing. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's are, it's, it's good are, stuff. Are, so check. Are check they it out. shuffle? Are they shuffling forward or are they just like dancing in place? I can't tell. Well, there, there's a guy in the in the back and he's like kind of swinging his hips, but he's dancing in place. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And the you know the the lead the leader out front. It's it's good. I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm gonna have to watch it again after that's, we step. That that's how bad these guys are. You can't tell if they're dancing or moving in place. It's really, or like, or like moving forward. It's just like, fucked. it's really weird. But anyway, it's all over. It's all over social media today. So, um, uh, and, and sure enough, the, uh, the Padres are one out away from, um, losing game one. So there you go. Right. Right. But as we're, as we speak, as we record. Um, but, uh, okay. So, um, it's actually kind of, uh, exciting here in the ninth. The Padres got two guys on, uh, they had two guys on with one out, but there's two outs now, and Josh Bell is up with a chance to maybe tie it, but probably not. But we'll see. Um, but uh, but yeah. So real quick before we get to the bus awards, too, I have one last. I, Jack and I both, I guess, really have like one last one last ballpark experience to to talk about. Um, which if re- if you recall, at the end of um, I think it was at the end of the uh, Phillies game where he ran into uh, the VR bike guy. Yes. Um, uh, we, um, you know, we, it was mentioned about uh, locker cleanout day, which, uh, I said, Jack, I, Jack, I said, uh, locker cleanout day last year was pretty good to which the VR bike guy said, what? Yeah. He went, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. That guy, that guy's great. Yeah. Uh, um, and again, maybe we'll come up uh, in the bus awards, but, yes. um, so, so yeah, so, um, uh, I went to bus cleanout day and um, uh, let's see. So it was the season ended on a Wednesday, and so like bus clean or, or I mean a, a locker cleanout day was uh, Thursday and Friday essentially. Which I don't know if that's like an official thing. It's like I think the the graphers just kind of like deemed that that was going to be bus clean or a locker cleanout day. So sure. anyway, I can- I went down there and um, Jack, you met me on Thursday, right? I did. Day. I met you at about three three fifteen or so on Thursday. Yeah, and I got there about I don't remember twelve, like noon or something. I actually had like a work meeting that I like pushed up earlier, <laughs> um, so so I could get there. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully uh, the uh, the other teachers don't ever hear about that because that would be bad. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I um uh so I got down there. I think of yeah about noon or something like that. And, uh, I mean, I'll spare, like, the, the really, like, so, let's see, just real quick, uh, Ross, David Ross came out, and he said, uh, so VR bike guy was there, okay, mm-hmm. uh, it, with his VR bike and everything, um, <clears throat> but uh, Ross came out at one point, and he's, and, like, some, some people asked for his autograph, there was a guy up in the front who asked for his autograph, and uh, it would, we would later find out who that person was, um, but Ross said, I'll get you guys tomorrow, and VR bike guy from the back, um, he said, "Hey, you said that last time," <laughs> and uh, and then Ross just kept going, which kind of <laughs> you know I don't know if calling Ross out uh, for his false promise is a way to <laughs> ensure that he's he he would show up uh, again. No, but, probably not. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. I ended up. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? What else? Hap was there. He quickly ducked into an Uber to get out of there. Um, but, uh, you know, he was around, but didn't sign for anybody. Uh, Tom Ricketts showed up at one point, um, and, uh, people did run up and get his autograph. I didn't, I just kind of didn't feel like getting Ricketts, uh, at yeah. that moment. Um, but Ricketts signed for some people. Jed, 
Hoyer um, was around and he came in and out. Um, I don't think he signed for anybody. Um, he was on the phone actually when he when he headed to the the um, parking lot. So so that happened really quickly. Um, let's see. So um, I did learn. Well, I'll, that that happened the next day, so I'll hold that. But basically, um, it's funny because when Jack showed up, uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you got the notes in front of you, Jack. But do you remember what you said when you showed up and you saw the the group of people there? No. What did I say? You said like uh, I think you, you, I I said like yeah man uh, all these people out here are pretty crazy uh, something like that and you go like yeah 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 it's it's a bad crew it's a bad crew out here <laughs> <laughs> which was oh, nice. pretty 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 apt like Jack could tell just from being out there for like you know a minute or so but there was a lot of people there there was like twenty five people out there which is a sure. lot um, that's that's quite a lot and there was that's more than last year for sure um, and there was a bunch of guys who like. A bunch of it was all older guys, um, and a bunch of guys who had like memorabilia and like just multiple things. There was a lot of guys who had like card books like mine, but it was a thing like the autograph freaks. They would have a page of eight cards, but they would all be of the same guy. And mm-hmm. it's like that's bad, you know, mojo. Like that's not gonna make people want to sign. Um, so you could tell like these guys were just like flippers and 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 whatever and so it was just it was a bad it was a bad crew like jack said sure um there was one guy i don't even really know what like the prankster the 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 grapher prankster i guess i don't know what you'd call him but this guy was like uh hanging around senior chair he's kind of like a short squat kind of guy he kind of looks like um i think bubba ray dudley um, uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's a good comp. Yeah. 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 So, uh, if you know the wrestler, the ECW wrestler Bubba Ray Dudley, um, he he looked like this guy, just a short, squat kind of guy. Um, and uh, at first, before you got there, Jack, he was kind of sitting around. He was sitting. He was the only guy sitting in a chair. He brought like a lawn chair to sit there, and he was just singing to himself. And like I heard him singing, he's like. <laughs> I love you just the way you are. What? Like he, was, he was singing <laughs> Billy Joel, and but only out loud singing. He was just like, duh, 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 duh. I love you just the way you are, <laughs> and like it was bad singing, of course, and like it yeah. was just it was just really weird. And then like he was singing, um, I don't think I made a note of whatever other song he was singing, but then like um. Let's see here. Uh, where's my note about this? So, um, so then like, uh, you know, he already kind of, and I remember seeing this guy like last year too, but he already kind of like outed himself as like a, you know, questionable guy. Um, at one point, um, a guy was walking down the street and like a truck, like a car kind of like started there's the, so the, there's a firehouse right over there at that corner. Right. And so that's where a lot of people stand, but there's like a big firehouse with a big, you know, the open door and the, the fire engine goes in. And so some guy um, like kind of did like a U-turn type of move and started backing into the firehouse. And there was a guy like walking down the sidewalk um, and the, the, the car going into the firehouse almost backed into this guy. And people like out, some the graphers were like, whoa, whoa, hey, 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 there's a guy here. There's a guy here. And um I don't even think the guy the guy was kind of passing as the car was backing up and I don't think the car ever stopped backing up. Like he never saw him. It's just like the guy got out of the way of the car. And someone said like you're going to kill somebody. And uh and this uh 
the the guy the the prankster grapher guy says like yeah like i hope he burns <laughs> like to, to the fire guy oh my god and he's like yeah like yeah you know like someone should uh should pop his oxygen mask you know or his oxygen tank so when he goes into a fire like he's like he's you know he's got nothing and he he burns and like he was getting like all fucking dark and graphic he's like yeah i hope his fucking lungs burn or something like it was really fucked up i'm like jesus man and i'm like what the hell are you talking like i admit the guy like almost hit hit a guy but like you're like going dark you like had this like dark thought like immediately on hand and Listen, this is coming from the guy who said some some things about David Bodie, but I mean, I don't know. I... Well, and I'll say this, man. Like, you know, you're talking about a fireman. Like, this this a fireman runs into burning buildings to save people. Like, right. who the fuck is this guy? Except for like a freak who's like waiting to get people's autographs. Right. Yeah. He had nothing to do with the situation. It's not like it was his like mother who almost got like run down by the the fire guy, the firefighter guy, and like also like yeah, those fi- the firefighters are literally going into those situations. David Bodie probably is not going to be in a situation where he's going to be assassinated. Anyway, so so that happened. And this guy was just, like, just fucking with people. He would, like, there was, like, some kid, like, some, like, teenager, maybe early 20s kid with a backpack, and he had, like, a bottle of water, like, in, like, that that bottle pouch, like, that's on backpacks. Yeah. And this guy would just, like, hit the bottom of the pouch and, like, knock the, the bottle out. And the guy was like, hey, like, you know, what the fuck, man? And he's like, you know, he'd be like, I don't know, I didn't do it or something. Like, but he was he was just kind of just fucking with. I could tell he was like fucking with everyone, and I think he like knew them probably like as graphers. But it's like, hey man, this is not the time to be fucking around, whatever. So, um, Jack shows up, and immediately I'm trying to just catch him up with what's going on. Um, Seiya Suzuki had had come out, um, and didn't sign for anyone but but toy the interpreter came over to the group of people and handed everyone like he's like he's like uh he cannot he can't sign he can't write but he wanted to give you this and he handed the the people like a box and the people like rip open the box like a bunch of jackals and it's like a box of like japanese cookies (laughs) it's really weird it was like a tin inside of a box and you opened up the tin and there were all these individually wrapped japanese cookies (laughs) and so some guy opened it up and then, like, everyone just kind of, like, reached over him and grabbed, you know, cookies. And everyone started eating them right away. And I, I grabbed one, too, just for the hell of it. It wasn't, like, it wasn't quite, like, a mob scene. But it was like, oh, uh, okay, sure. Grab one. And um, I ended up bringing it home. <laughs> and me and my wife split it. And we were like, hey, we're eating a cookie from Seiya Suzuki. It was kind of funny. Um, nice. And it was actually pretty tasty, too. But Was it? But it yeah. yeah, it was. It was it was uh, unique. But, um, but, but, yeah, so... So that happened, and then immediately Suzuki, like, they walk into the parking lot after this cookie thing happens. They walk out, and they walk um, west towards Clark Street. They turn up Clark Street, and they disappear, and then, like, a handful of guys are like, oh, we're going after him, we're going after him. And, like, so a handful of guys peel off and, like, follow them up, like, Clark Street, basically, which, like, again, seems like a bit, like, seems like a bridge too far, like, seems like maybe crossing them the line a little bit. Um, but they followed him and, uh, they ended up getting his autograph. They waited outside of, they went, so say Suzuki and like his posse went to eat at a restaurant. I was wondering like, what the hell restaurant is over there for them to go eat at? There's like right. a shitty Mexican restaurant over there and there's like a hot dog stand. And I asked someone the next day, I'm like, where, where did he actually eat? And they're like, he ate at Wrigleyville dogs. 
So, really? Yeah. And That's so fucking for, crazy. It's super crazy. Like, so for anyone who doesn't know, there's a hot dog stand across from the Metro on Clark. Like, Metro is a concert venue on Clark. And there's this just, like, completely random, like, hot dog stand that's just like any other hot dog stand in the city. Like, they have, like, you know, a sign that has, like, Vienna beef hot dogs. And it's just a greasy hot dog stand. Like, it's okay. Honestly, I don't even really like eating there. Like, it's it's kind of... It's, we we it, talked about that place when we were walking home one time. I think I was like, have you ever been there? I've never even been there. I mean, I've passed it a million times. Right, yeah. I I would go there a lot of times if you would go to the metro and you'd, you'd get out and you'd be like fucking start, like um, star, either starving or like just completely parched. You would go there and get like a soda or something. Sure. But like, honestly, I don't even like going, like I do, I'm not, it's not beneath me at all to go to like a greasy hot dog stand. But even oh, that yeah. one... I, even that one, I'm like, eh, I'd rather go somewhere else. <laughs> but Seiya Suzuki and his posse went there to eat, which is weird. Um, so the people, like, go out there and they wait for him to come out, which is fucked up. And um, they get – so however many people went over there, he ended up signing for him, which, uh, for better or for worse, uh, they were successful. So it was the right move for them, I guess. But one guy comes back, and he had gotten a cleat uh, signed. He had this pair of cleats, and he had gotten one of them signed by Suzuki. Um, I don't even know if they were game worn or what. They didn't look like they were game worn. They were like brown cleats. I'm not even sure why he got these specific cleats signed by Suzuki, whatever. But this guy comes, this guy had him in like a duffel bag, like a gym bag. And he comes out and he kind of like shows people, hey, yeah, I got him. I got him. And like, you know, everyone's like, wow, cool. Congrats, whatever. Uh, and then about then, it's, I feel like at that point, Jack showed up. Um, and I'm just kind of briefing him on what's going on. And then we see like a commotion, Jack. Do you want to, do you have anything to say, to add to, like to, to see, to add to the commotion part of uh, Yeah, whatever? sure, Jeremy. So, I mean, these guys come back and what happened was one of the guys who ran off in this mad dash to get Suzuki just left his backpack on the ground yeah, um, stuff with all of yeah. his, with all of his shit in it. And he comes back and so he, he looks in his backpack and uh, he said he had $100 in there that was gone, and maybe something so, else was messed with, but he was mad well, about this money, and yeah, so he well, started well, asking well, re- Yeah, well, real quick, what had happened was the prankster guy went over to this guy's duffel bag and turned it inside out. He, like, <laughs> he, like completely, like, inverted this bag, which is kind of a funny prank, I guess. <laughs> He completely inverted this guy's backpack, and then I think he zipped it up from the inside. You know, like he kind of stuck I didn't, his. I didn't really un, like understand that that had all happened. Oh, because this is why this is why he said what he said. So, yeah. so he like he turned his bag inside out. Which, if you can picture it, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of weird to think about. And this is why what happened happened. But so we hear a commotion. And uh, and so this is what ended up happening. But Jack, what did, what, what what did we hear the guy say? He kept he kept yelling at uh, he kept yelling at him the guy who came back and had his shit fucked with he kept yelling at the prankster he was saying undo it undo it uh, and he was just getting in his face and he was screaming undo it um, yeah. and it was one of those things where he was like he was bellying up to the other guy like he was yeah. you know they were chest to chest and like yes um, it they reminded were... me of the you know if any of you folks watched the rehearsal episode two of the rehearsal when Robin goes. <laughs> What do you step into? Like it, it was like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's that's a great um, <laughs> that's a great analogy. Um, but like so so he was yelling undo it. But I should we should say before that, um, 
the guy the 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 guy who had the cleats was like it's like why are you always fucking with people man he's like yeah you fucked with my bag he's like now my now my money's gone now my money now i had a hundred dollars in there man now my money's gone and the guy gets up and he's like i don't i don't know anything about that and like and then yeah then they get in each other's face and the guy's saying undo it undo it (laughs) and the guy's like he's like we're a little bit far away and we can't really hear all that's happening like like because I think they're saying something face to face now, but the guy's kind of like he's kind of smirking, and I think he's kind of I think he has essentially said like, "Hey man, I, I I did the thing in your bag, like you know, I admit I did that, but I didn't take your money." That's like I, I, we maybe even heard overheard like them kind of mm-hmm. saying that kind of stuff. He's like, "Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, he's like he's like, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, sure." And he's and like and he's like, "You're always fucking with people, man. Like what what the what, what's what's the matter with you, man? You're an asshole." And like he's like, you, you, "Why are you touching people's stuff?" And then the the prankster guy had like this like shitty like fo- photo binder, um like it's I can't even explain it to you. It's like a, f- a little kind of like f- binder with little sleeves that or a little booklet with sleeves that you like stick photos in. But he had it like so jam packed it was like probably like I don't know like ten like almost like almost like twelve inches thick like of a book just like completely like packed uh, to the gills and like he's holding it. And the guy, the cleats guy, the auto guy goes like, man, he's like, how do you like if people touch your shit? And like, he like reaches <laughs> over and grabs this guy's binder and like rips it out of his hand. And he's like, here, look at this. I'm touching your shit. What, how do you like it? How do you like it? And he's like holding it. And like, they're, they're kind of doing this like circular, you know, like, like this like circular dance of like, you know, almost getting into a fight. And, um, and he's like, you know, the guy's like saying like, whatever he's like hey man i didn't do it man you know whatever and he's like yeah you're fucking you're laughing about it too huh you know you're laughing about it like and like just back and forth and jack like you had just walked i mean you were there for like two minutes maybe if that yeah oh yeah i mean this was right when i got there yeah yeah so jack walked right into all this madness (laughs) um and i'm like i'm like this is bad like um and so the guy um like has the the binder still like i don't it kind of like you know nothing was going to happen like they were just getting each other's face and like so it was kind of it was it was almost like dissipating but the guy takes the binder and like he's like he like decides to give it back to the prankster guy but he kind of like pushes it into his chest right he like pushes it into him and then the prankster guy finally goes like hey don't 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 touch me like that don't hit me don't push me like that and like he kind of put his hand up and then the the Seiya Suzuki guy like grabs his hand and then they kind of do like this little dance where like they're kind of like wrestling like with their hand with the one guy's hand in the air. And, you know, I think they kind of just like split up a little bit. But right at that moment, like over like on the left side, you could see the Cubs security guard starting to walk over to them because this was a commotion at this point. So this this and this it's this little kind of like chubby like. He looked like he was like 20 years old, if that security guard comes up to him. And, and, and there was one other security guard. And they go like, is everything all right here, guys? And both both guys who were like tied up in the fight were like, yep, yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, it's, nothing's going on. And we were just like, what the fuck? Yep. Um, one of the guys, some one guy who came over who's actually friends with VR Bike Guy, he came over and he walked by us. And I, I go like, who leaves $100 in his in his bag? Right. So like, right. Like, and like, sure. Okay. So sure. The guy shouldn't have fucked with him, but 
why did this guy leave his bag on the street? Why did he leave a hundred dollars? Like, why did he do that? Especially knowing there was a hundred dollars in the bag. My theory is that the fucking guy probably put a hundred dollars in his bag at, at one point, but then probably took it out and spent it. But you know, immediately saw his bag fucked with and was like my hundred dollars. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but then like, you know, the guy, the, the autograph guy did say like, you know, why are you always fucking with people? And then the guy, the prankster guy, once it was kind of died down and the, the autograph guy left, the prankster guy was like, well, he, he kind of came over. He was just like walking around. Cause it's just a big group of people. And he's like, he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, yeah, I was fucking with him. I fucked with his bag, but I didn't take his money. I don't need his money, you know? And then like some guy, another guy comes over and he's like, yeah, we don't need, we don't need that guy's fucking money. Like we're not going to steal his money. And, uh, you know, cause now all of a sudden they're all high and mighty and holier than thou. But, um, right. and then another guy comes over and he's like, Hey man, you know, I'm going to go buy food for everybody or whatever. Like making a joke, like he stole the guy's money. Like he's going to go buy food or something. But it was just, it was just chaos and it it's it's a perfect indicator of like what kind of people were there um for this scene uh including myself and jack but uh by the time we got by the time jack got there it had wound down um but uh so overall um i will say i got um i saw rowan wick but i had already gotten rowan wick i think i saw drew smiley for a second um i ended up getting esteban kiros his autograph um, so that was kind of cool. Didn't have a card for him, but I got him on like um, this, like kind of like blank um, autograph card sort of thing. Um, but I have to say that the main reason why I wanted to talk about this is um, because a uh, long-standing nightmare uh, has come to an end. I did get Christopher Morrell. I did get him, and this time I didn't lose the card. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Congratulations, Jeremy. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I think um, Jack was uh, probably at his wit's end of hearing my story uh, when I would tell people, like, yeah, I got Morel, <laughs> but I dropped his card. He probably heard me tell, like, six different people that story. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I got him. He actually signed two cards for me, which was pretty cool. He signed a Tops Now card. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like, I didn't want to go into the offseason um, not having his, uh, his autograph, like, not being able to fix that situation. So happy to get that um and um yeah so i mean that was like the big deal there i will say i came back the next day and it had rained and it was cold that day the first day it was actually like kind of warm uh but the second day it was like cold and rainy and no one was out for a while i was kind of in the area and i showed up and there was one other guy there same guy who i made that remark to about like who would leave a hundred dollars in their bag um but uh he was there and it turns out he's friends with the vr bike guy and uh, there's a thir- there's a third guy who came out who uh, at the end of Thursday he was like he much like the VR guy he was like yeah yeah oh no come back tomorrow and they're gonna sign they're gonna sign come back tomorrow and you'll you'll get them they'll sign like kind of the same way that that VR bike guy was very like um, uh, positive and like reassuring and um, this guy was also reassuring I, I I got all their names and I cannot remember I think one of their names was Hector but I got the VR bike guy's name his name is Anthony. Um, and he's like oh, the nice. leader, he's like yeah. the leader of that group. Um, and so the, the second day on Friday, I was pretty much hanging out with, uh, Anthony VR bike guy. And then his two friends, I'm, one was Hector and one, I cannot remember the other ones, Ramon maybe, but, um, they're, they're super nice guys. Um, at, at one point it was just me and like the third guy and like, he had just 
stopped at like a thrift store and bought this like big novelty baseball. And he's like, Hey, check this out. He's like, I'm going to have him sign this. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. Like, uh, and he ended up, he did get Jed Hoyer to sign it. Um, day two, I got Jed Hoyer's autograph, which was pretty cool. Um, I don't remember if I got anybody else to be quite honest with you. It was, it was kind of thin day two. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, Let's see. Uh, Wilson Contreras was around, and that was that would have been great, like to get Wilson Contreras on the other half of the Justin Steele autograph card, which I got. But he came out twice, and like he said, like he was gonna come back. Um, but it seemed like maybe he was giving people the run around, and um, maybe if we would have stayed, uh, he would have signed. But it was getting pretty late and pretty damn cold, um, so we kind of moved on. So didn't get to wrap that up, but um, it was still you know, an interesting experience. Uh, wish, wish you could have been there for, for more of it, Jack, but, yeah, um, for you know, sure. <clears throat> I do like what, what, uh, it was Anthony. Is you said, that's the guy's name. Yeah. I love it. I mm-hmm. love, yeah, th- I, we need a name for that guy. And it, I, I, VR bike guy is almost better, but I mean, we do know that his name is Anthony. So, um, I mean, yeah, we could continue to call him VR bike. guy. I think that's fine. <laughs> but anyway, I like when he said, uh, he said this to us when he was talking to us before I left on Thursday he was like, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, man, like, Contreras was out here, but you could, like, he was hung over, man. You could smell the liquor on his breath. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is yeah. the kind of inside info that Anthony will get you. <laughs> right. No, 100%. Um, he, uh, yeah, so he, he, he claimed that Wilson Contreras showed up uh, Thursday morning to the ballpark, like, hung over and, like, smelling <laughs> liquor on his breath, um, which, you know, I guess he was maybe celebrating, like, the end of his Cubs run. Sure. Uh, sadly. But, um, but yeah, um, so it was an interesting, um, thing. He, uh, we, we got into a conversation on, I I don't, I'm not even really sure I should say conversation, but somehow, um, on third, on Friday when I was with them, uh, something came up about signing like money. And, um, I was like, yeah, you know, some, sometimes people just show up and they want him to sign like, you know, a, a, you know, a dollar bill. And I've seen people say like, no. And he's like, yeah, he's like, no, no, that's, that's true. They won't sign money. He's like, I don't, can't remember why I can't remember why. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe cause it's dirty or something. And he's like, no, I, hold on. He's like, I was talking to my, my, my dad about this. Hold on. And then he just calls up his dad and he's like, Hey, and in, in Spanish, like he's like speaking to him and he's like, Hey, Hey, why can't they sign money again? <laughs> oh, Oh, it's illegal. Okay, all right, all right. You know, see you later, whatever. And he hangs up, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's illegal. It's illegal. That's why they can't sign it." And it's like, yeah, I'm like, "All right, man. Thanks, Anthony." I will say this too. This happened also too, because we were standing out there on Friday for like four hours with nothing, with very little action happening. Yeah. Um, I did say to him, "I'm like, hey, man. So, so what's up with the bike again? <laughs> like, yeah. you got the bike from VR?" He's like, yeah. "Yeah, man. He's like, I got it from VR." And I'm like, and I, I asked him, Jack, your theory. I'm like. Did VR used to use it, and then when he got, uh, you know, cut, they uh, he gave it to you, and he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah." And like, I'm not sure if you really followed what I was trying to say. Sure, it might have been like a Miguel Montero situation, but um, he was like, "Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, that's what happened." And then he's like, "Yeah, my cousin here has got one too," and like the other guy, um, let's call him Ramon, like he had uh, he had uh, an e-bike also. Sure, and (laughs) it's actually another funny side note. He. He showed him like he's like yeah man he, he was like yeah the thing folds up it's really cool like you know you can break it down and like his the cousin guy said like hey man he's like you don't even have this thing locked and like apparently like the handlebars like can like you know you lock them you you unlock it and then you fold it up 
Um, and then when you're riding it, you you put the handlebars up and you lock it. Um, but this guy didn't have them like locked in place. So like at any time when he was riding, the handlebars could have just like <laughs> like just like collapsed and he could have like flown off of the, <laughs> off of the thing. He's like he's like, man, you're gonna bust your shit, man. You gotta lock this thing. <laughs> Good lord. But that's just uh, you know that's just uh, another day in the life of Anthony. So right now, and you know what, man, it makes sense that like they don't sign money. I don't know if players like intentionally oh. think this. Like it, signing money is just you know stupid. But I, I suppose it is illegal to deface currency. So it, it is. Yeah, I I know. I had not thought of. I mean, I know that, and I yeah, I like I thought of that, but um, I you know it's also fucking filthy. So yes, you know, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, but yeah, so anyway, like, uh, so we, I don't know. I feel like we know those guys now and, um, sure. you know, if we end up doing more Cubs next year, we'll, we'll probably <laughs> become very close friends with those guys. Oh, we, we did. Well, they, he asked us too, when I was leaving, if we were going to go to Cubs fest. So, oh yeah, I mean, right. You know, we'll, well, we definitely haven't seen the last of uh, the last of those guys. No. Yeah, absolutely not. But, uh, it was, uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so I mean, and they're honestly, well, whatever, we'll get into it, but like, they seem like pretty great. Like, pretty, I mean, uh, okay. The guy did say that if you, if you alone with them and <laughs> the security is around, they have no other choice, but to sign for you, <laughs> um, but they're very positive guys, I will say. And like, they that's are. kind of, that's a nice, uh, you know, that's a nice, uh, welcome, uh, to the situation. Um, real quick. I didn't mention it, but the guy who, who went to Ross, um, who uh, asked him for his autograph. The first thing that I said about the bus turns out we, we were there and he turns around me and Jack were both there and we saw him. It was fucking ick. It was the ick from ick and the stick. Uh, and he was there by himself without, without the stick, uh, stick boy. And, uh, he was, he was front and center, like in front of the Cubs. Like he was next to the guy who got the box of cookies. I'm sure, I'm sure if this guy got the box of cookies, he probably would have wrapped it up and like not given them out to people. But it was also at the bus. Yeah. Yeah, what a what a freak, man. And I we, we you know we we might get to him a little bit later, but like yeah, yeah what a uh, what a freak indeed. Um okay, well, should we get into our 2022 bus awards? Let's do it, Jack. Let's do it. I mean, we 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 had so many the bus the buses in the Cubs parking lot have become such a big storyline to this podcast over over this season um that we we had to do an award ceremony for for the uh for this and I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of like added a new chapter to the podcast uh, after like what four seasons so um three in person i guess but but yeah so yeah we had to um we had to talk about it yeah and uh jeremy as we do these uh i'll write them down in the notes uh so we remember what they were so next year uh you know maybe somebody will be unseated but for this first one uh wouldn't surprise me if we have some of the same assholes year after year um, so let's do the let's do sure. the players and coaches first. Uh, so okay. the, I, I guess the first award we're gonna do is the award for biggest snub. So who did you feel uh, snubbed us the worst? Uh, yeah, Jeremy, you go first for this one. Yeah, I, I wrote down a lot of um, a lot of possibilities, um, and I you know I want to some of these I'd like to like kind of like pull like a, a you know an, a, a dark horse out of uh, you know out of the hat, but like. I don't know. I'm going to go with probably chalk on most of these, but like most obvious, but like, you know, I, I, at least I can like bring up like the dark horse contenders or whatever. But sure. for me, for me, Jack, the biggest snub, um, was, was Mike Maddox. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That I, I, uh, what's great is Jeremy, what we, the other person might've kind of forgotten about some of these. Um, so yeah, okay, I, yeah. I, I, obviously that's great. 
uh, Mike Maddox. Yeah, that was a total. That was a total letdown. I, like he was kind of a jerk, man. I, I like so a lot goes into the the, the consideration for this award. Um, it's just like you know, I mean, like listen, Fernando Tatis snubbed us. But Fernando Tati should snub us, to be quite honest with with yep. you. Like the guy is like a world class athlete. Um, I mean, this was was this before the steroid news came out? It, yes, it was, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like the guy's a world class athlete. I mean, he's probably still will be after uh, you know next season. But um, but guys like that, Pujols, whatever. Like these guys should be snubbing us, quite honestly. But a guy like Mike Maddox should not be snubbing us. Um, and like, you can make the argument for some other guys. I'll, I'll mention my, my runners up after you say yours, Jack, but like, it's like, I know your brother's Greg Maddox, dude, but exactly your brother's Greg Maddox. You're not Greg Maddox fucking sign for us, man. Like, come on, dude. It's great. It's you're you're Mike Maddox. You were not a good player. You're a good pitching coach, but who knows the pitching coaches other than like, you know, a, a, a small amount of people. So like, Dude, you gotta sign for, for people if they really want you to sign. Like, fucking sign for them, man. Yeah, no. Um, and you know, you, I, I'll say this: you, you definitely, uh, you sold out for him, though. You did everything you could. <laughs> I um, did the uh, the say anything. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> the, did. I held up uh, the card, and it, it it still wasn't enough. Um, for him, no. Uh, and I, maybe that whole staff is just assholes because Ali Marmol, when he came out, like he was a he was a jerk too. So, um, yeah, screw that, man. I, you know, I only had my scorecard there, but you had, you had a pretty cool card of his and, uh, I was, I was hoping for you that you could get that one and you know, it just, it just didn't pan out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, All right, Jake, who do you got? All right. Mine is, uh, you know, maybe it's just recency bias, but it was Mm -hmm. also a pretty bad one. And it also like, I think it kind of made us feel bad. Like the the guy was actively a jerk to us, but, Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Lodolo, Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, so he comes out. We. I think you said Nick. Can you sign one? And he 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 just shook his head like, and he went. No, <laughs> he mouthed no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it's like fuck you, dude. Like okay, I know the guy was a, a hot shit first round top ten draft pick. Um, you know, but he's only pitched a, a little over a hundred innings in the majors. He pitched right. to a three sixty six ERA this year. But, like, there was certainly no pressure in any of the games he pitched in. Like, the fucking Reds suck. Um, It's like this guy hasn't done anything in his major league career yet. And, you know, you're going to... You're gonna snub. You're you're gonna. You're you're already snubbing people like that. Like, what a what a big ego this guy has. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's and you know the it it um and I even think he kind of got off to a rough start. He he was he got off to a rough start. Was injured and then maybe he must have pitched pretty well when he came back. But um, yeah, it's just like, dude, you were probably. I mean, I assume he was signing a lot like as a minor league. I feel like he's maybe a classic situation of like a guy who's probably signed a lot in the minors because he kind of like had to. And then he's like, man, as soon as I get to the majors, fuck it. Fuck these people. I'm not signing for them anymore. And I think that's like, exactly. I think that's what that like head nod was or that whatever that head shake was is like, Nope, I don't have to sign for anybody anymore. So, <clears throat> yep. So yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Anything else to say about that Jack or do you, um, no, uh, I was going to say, uh, I, I feel like Corbin Burns was the too obvious choice, so I didn't pick him. Okay. Yeah. The Corbin Burns, I feel, I, I honestly, even though he didn't win this award, we, I almost, we should almost call it the Corbin Burns award because yes, I, yeah, he, I, I was going to, there, there's another one that I want to like, 
uh, name an award after a guy for, okay. uh, which we can get to later. But this should almost be like the Corbin Burns Award for biggest snub. Um, I, I feel like Corbin Burns like um, exhibited like textbook um, body language of snubbing somebody, which was like the head completely cranked down to the to the ground, almost in like <laughs> a like I broke my neck sort of uh, posture. So so yeah, which we saw like executed by some other players as well. We, um, yeah. So. Someone must have taught Corbin Burns what uh, that that move. Um, well, yeah, okay. So from here on out, it's going to be the Corbin Burns Award for biggest snub. So I, I think those are <laughs> okay. those are two pretty good ones. Um, all right, uh, how about we get into uh, well, our? Real, oh yeah. Well, real quick. So obviously, so I you know I think some fans might think that Lee Tunnel was like one of the biggest snubs um, until we got him, um, and I probably would have put him on there if we didn't ultimately get him. Uh, but one dark horse, Jack, for biggest snub. Um, maybe it wouldn't have been my biggest snub, but I I think kind of collectively um, for the people who were there. Do you remember Jose Hernandez, the snub, the Jose oh, Hernandez snub? Yes. Oh, of course yeah. I do. Yeah, that one guy. The guy had uh, like a, a huge like you know print a uh, photo of him, and then as soon as he left, that guy left too, and he's like, "All right, guys, well, good luck." And like left, and so like you know that was a pretty big snub too. So it, um, it yeah. was, and you know we, you had you you had even gotten a Hernandez card to give to me. Um, yeah, you know, and it was just like it was a downer. We all we all wanted his autograph, but especially that guy. And yeah, Jeremy, he did say good luck. He he was like, all right, well, good luck, and then he left. Yeah, but he was he was so dejected. Um, it was just it was just sad, like this grown man um, being sad about that. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, screw her, Jose Hernandez too. Although I bet he will still probably be on Brandon Hyde's staff next year. Yeah, probably, probably. So we'll so. we'll get another shot at him. Um, nice. I uh, I like it. Uh, how about next one? Funniest guy. Uh, I could go. I could go first for this one. It's a tough yeah, one, go man. First. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, 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 I am going to pick Nomar Mazzara for this one. Okay. Nice. Yeah. What? Uh, for a reminder, folks. When he signed Jeremy's White Sox card, he went, White Sox? They don't like me there. Um, and that's <laughs> that's great, man. That shows you that like this guy's able to have a sense of humor about his career. It's probably easier to have a sense of humor about your career when you make the kind of money that a, a professional athlete makes. But uh, I, there are some guys who would still be total assholes about that kind of thing. And he seems like, based on that interaction, he seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, um, yeah, definitely a cool moment. Uh, like a real moment. Um, he was actually Jack, the only player we got from the Padres um, when we when we did the bus um, for the Padres. Um, and also, he was um, released from the Padres pretty quickly, like not too not too long after that that whole game and series. Which, yeah, and, which is sad. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that was um, that was a funny moment for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I was glad to. Um, I was glad that I made the choice to bring that card to uh, yeah. to to, to uh, elicit that response, um, Jack. I think uh, since we're doing this, I feel like this guy could come up um, again. And like, I think yeah, again, like I don't want to like I don't want to gild the lily. I don't want to like like dig too deep for this. To me, Jack, the funniest guy um, was Tommy Pham. That's sure. my funniest and, guy. And why not? It it gave you. It was everything you thought it would be, and then it was e- it was even more than that. Um, it was, yeah. It was just crazy. Um, first of all, like he had a crazy look in his eye when he came up to us. 
Then, of course, when uh, what's his face? Uh, who, who the hell was Brandon, that? that came? Brandon Drury. Yeah, Brandon Drury comes out, and then like he he starts. Uh, he looks at these women who are standing there, and he, he puts his arm around Brandon Drury, and he goes single, single, <laughs> like a zombie saying brains. <laughs> yep. It was just it was it was crazy, man. It was weird and and crazy and like and kind of I mean funny i guess i mean you know i don't i mean i guess it was maybe a little creepy too but it was like i don't know it was like and maybe part of it had to do like the levity had to do with like his reputation of like smacking jock peterson but like i don't know it was it was a it was a funny moment for sure um in an unexpected situation i guess yeah um and and i'll say this man uh he was uh, you know i i was actually maybe going to you know what i wasn't going to give him this award but i was i i was thinking that he was the most he was one of the most unexpected guys to sign too he, he was in my he was in my uh my runners up for that category and i i, I probably would have picked him if i didn't pick him for this one um i mean like again like i could have went uh bud bud black for mm-hmm. this award too yes. i think oh, like absolutely he, i feel like that's a snub to not give it to bud black but like um but that's considering that that situation was almost manufactured by myself. Uh, the the fam situation uh, like <laughs> made it made it more uh, genuine, I guess. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, uh, how about we move on to most intimidating? Um, Jeremy, who did you have for the most intimidating player, or coach? Well, I I had to go. Um, I, I went a lot of coaches on on these categories, um, but uh, and again, this one might be kind of chalk, but. Um, most intimidating, I went with Matt Williams, Jack. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, like you said, uh, some of these are chalk. Man, yeah, Matt Williams was mine, too. We had a lot of, we had okay. a few intimidating guys, but Matt yeah. Williams took, Matt Williams took the cake, man. I, I mean, so I feel like it was relatively early, it was early in the season, like, I think we hadn't really hit our stride yet in terms of, like, autographs. Like, that day in and of itself was a slow day, um, and for him to come up and like, he just like, he, you kind of know he's an intense kind of guy. And like, he was very much that when he signed for us. And just, I mean, it was kind of, yeah, it was intimidating. It was was an intimidating moment. Yeah. Like I said, he he was almost like a blue man group kind of guy. You know, it was like, he was a, (laughs) he was like a blue man without the paint. I mean, first of all, he looks like one cause he's bald, but he also, we, we asked him to sign. He came up, he signed, he, he like looked at us when we thanked him. And then he just walked away. There was like no, there were no words. It was very bizarre. Right. You even said to him, what did you say? Like, you know, you should have won the MVP in 94. Yeah. Or I, I was like, I think I said, yeah. Or like 43. I, I think I said you were going to break the home run record in 1994, which he was on pace to do. I think he ended that season with 43 homers uh, in early August. Um, he was definitely also probably using steroids, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that to his face. I'll tell you that, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. it was, it was strange, but you were really pumped about that one though, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had him, I got him on his rookie card. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, it's as cool as it is to get the players. It's almost like cooler. It's cooler with a twist of more attainable to get the, uh, the coaches and like to actually have like the history of knowing them as as a kid you know like when we were kids so it's it's really cool to get the players and yeah i was definitely psyched to get matt williams for sure yeah absolutely um all right so that uh that takes care of most intimidating okay how about um 
Messiest <clears throat> signature. Okay, I'll go first for this one. So messiest signature okay. for me. Um, again, this is a recent one. And I'm really picking this guy because he just decided to destroy all the other signatures on my scorecard. <laughs> cool guy, but Jan Gomes. Like, come on, man. You saw that I had other autographs. Don't sign over other people's autographs. What the fuck, man? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Jan Gomes for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, and it's uh, it's kind of like a testament to, like, how many autographs we actually got that day. Um, because it was your, – your real estate was kind of running was kind of running out. It was. Um, it sure was. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, that, uh, that's, that's a bummer. I guess that's like the one, um, was that Jack, was that a motivating factor for you to kind of try to move to, to cards? Well, I, I, I think that I, I, I had got a few cards signed Jeremy and I just like, I was like, Oh man, like this Hoskins one looks so cool. Like there, there's nothing like mm-hmm. getting a guy's autograph on a card, you know, there, there yeah. there's, there's really yeah. not, you, you get it. You have, have it happen once and you can't go back. I will say, and I'm going to bring these, this up later, but like, the getting the the Palmer one slightly smeared because of some fucking asshole that was standing in front of me. Sure. Um, that was like I was like I, it almost traumatized me and made me not want to get other cards signed. But um, sure. you know I, I was able to overcome that. And now that I have <laughs> a few, I just I want more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's there's um, even like with cards. Um, like if if a card if a player has a card like with like a like a drawing or a painting of him or something. They usually don't sell as much for as much as like a card with like a photo of the guy. So, um, yeah, sure. there's something about just having like the, the picture of them in the uniform, like playing whatever with the autograph is like, yeah, that's the perfect mix right there. Um, <clears throat> Jack, there's a lot of guys who had messy signatures, I would say. And like this one isn't even messy, but it was just kind of like um, just like maybe left something to be desired. Um, I went with Gabe, Gabe Kapler for this one. Oh, God. Yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> we, <laughs> did we did we describe it, Jack, on the podcast? I'm not quite sure. The, the autograph itself? Yeah, yeah. N- no, we didn't. Uh I don't have it in front of me. Uh describe it for yeah. me. Yeah. I do. I have um I have the uh the um the cards. I kind of have my whole stack next to me. So if you do hear some shuffling, that's what I'm doing. But yeah. um this is one that our, our buddy Chris has like kind of re-referenced as well too when we would see him like throughout the year like um yeah the Kepler one is really just like a scribble. It like looks like it looks like a a lowercase l and like a u or an n. Like a ln is what it looks like. Low both lowercase. Um and then when you look online at his like autographs that were like from packs, um there's a g, there's a very clear g and like maybe like one bump and then like maybe like a k. So his his regular autograph is not that great to begin with. But this one was clearly just like, let you know, let me get these guys out of here and let me get out of here, and it was just kind of like, yeah, it looks like a lowercase L and then like like an N, so um, it's not quite messy, but it was just it was definitely like a a scribble for sure. Yeah, um, and I couldn't tell if that was just because he wanted to get the fuck out of there or what, but I yeah, you know yeah. I did I did Google his autograph and. It, the the ones that he, that seem good aren't also are not that good so I, I don't think right. we got shafted too hard right no exactly like I said yeah they're not they're not that great to begin with but um but yeah I mean I actually don't like there's guys who like um like card collectors who complain about like players autographs and it's like I, I part of me is like you know first of all like what do you want I don't know like I I don't know I it, I'm not that 
I'm not that hung up about like there's I honestly I feel like it's a lot a lot of the like back the way things back in my day things used to be like this kind of situation but they're like you know guys had pride in their penmanship it's like you know I don't know guys also didn't like get contracts to sign like 10,000 autographs like in in every season like for tops so like I don't know things have changed they don't teach fucking handwriting in school anymore so it's like do you want your do you want like um you know I'm trying to think of someone who has a bad signature I mean I don't I don't think people have accused Bryce Harper of doing this but let's just say Bryce Harper would you rather have Bryce Harper be taking like a a a handwriting class or like practicing baseball. Like, I don't know. Like I get it, but like also I don't care that much. So I don't know. People complain about, about that stuff, but uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's like if they have a scribble signature, it's kind of like, okay, well that's, that's what that guy does. Um, You know? So I don't know, whatever. No, for sure. I I get it. And yeah, I was going to actually name Kapler for most intimidating too. So, uh, you know, yeah, he was a that that was a memorable uh, interaction there. Um, we should right, have should done we, uh, yeah. we should have done like best boots or something. <laughs> yeah, right, right. One. Kepler would have had that. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. Next one, Jeremy is. Uh, uh, let's see here. Most unexpected guy to sign slash biggest catch. Uh, who did you have for yeah. that one? I, I think this category, it could be two categories. It yeah. could be one category, but like, and it kind of maybe is open to interpretation, like how you choose to, um, to, 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 to interpret it. I mean, so the guy who I'm going to go with, um, is almost more of a, like most unexpected guy to sign. If I had a, if I, if we made these two categories, I probably could pick, I would definitely could pick two different guys, but for me, like just most unexpected guy to sign in, maybe it was like the point in the season where it happened. I don't know wh- why I was just, I was like completely surprised that this guy signed for me, Jack, it's Luis Castillo. Yeah. That was a great one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was especially since cool he to... was pitching in the playoffs. Yeah. And he was on, like, it was one of those situations where like, you know, he was clearly on his way out for the, on, of the Reds uh, team. I'm not sure how much longer he was on that team, like how much longer it was until he got traded. But obviously got traded to the Mariners and they signed him to a huge extension. So he's going to be there for a while. Um, and uh, he's a good player. I don't, I never, I don't have any signatures of his. Um, and I was just like super surprised that, that he stopped to sign for us. So like, yeah. that's um, yeah, to me that, that one stood out to me. You know, mine is in the same vein, Jeremy. Okay. Um, and I, I wish to Christ I would have had a card. We actually both have Castillo, but uh, this guy too. But Zach Gallen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was a really cool one, man, because the, the, he pitched the night we, we got his auto. Um, same thing yeah. for Nola uh, as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a really freaking good one, man. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, you've been talking about Zach Gallen for a while. And he, at that point, he was having a really good season, and people were, were talking about him quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was a freaking cool one too. And he had, he had kind of a nice signature if I, if I recall correctly. So, um, he, he does. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a good one. I was very unexpected, but that was a, that was a nice catch too, especially if he like somehow manages to have a full healthy season and is able to, uh, get like his ERA under three. Um, I, yeah. I, I you know, I don't want to give this away, but I might, I might actually pick him to win my, my Cy Young next year. He might be my Cy Young pick and, and you know, oh. I'm a kingmaker when it comes to that. So <laughs> that's right. He hasn't, he hasn't lost yet folks. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Zach Allen, definitely one of the like most uh, underrated players or overlooked players, I should say, 
um, in baseball. Yeah, I got him on his rookie card, um, and uh, it's a horizontal card, which is pretty cool because there's more real estate for them to sign. Yeah. So signature might come out a little better on one of those cards. Um, and uh, I would definitely um, was very uh, excited to post uh, the Gallon Auto on the uh, Zach Gallon uh, Collectors page that I'm a member of on Facebook. Oh, so, God. Yeah. You know, that went over really well. People were, were jealous of that one. So, did, well, um, did they? Re- really? Did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were. It got a lot of likes and and comments and stuff. So it was actually pretty cool. Um, nice. Those people might be complete freaks, but but still, <laughs> um, it's like it's like. Did you see Zach through a seven innings with, with two hits? Like he's the best pitcher in baseball. And it's like, all right, all right guys, let's settle down here. But, yeah, well, but so yeah. yeah, so you need to tell these people who listen to this podcast when I pick him for Cy Young. So they'll they'll really they'll lose their shit over that. You know what I should do is I should like anonymously post on that like this podcast just picked Zach uh, Zach Allen to win uh, Cy Young. Like yes. we should support them or something. You know, that would be that would be funny. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I think it would work too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with with those people, uh, uh, probably. Um, yeah. All right, uh, nicest. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the, the joke of this later. Um, cause it, okay. it, it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to, it's it, part of, it's going to be a, a fans thing, but I'll, I'll make that joke later in the episode. But I think the nicest, uh, just for me was Nico Horner. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, it seems like he stops yeah. every single time to sign. Yep. Yeah, the guy's just like he stops every single time. He signed for a fucking dog. He signed a dog leash and he yes anded it. You know, he uh yeah. he was like, Oh, that's a beautiful golden retriever. Um, you know, I grew up with those, etc. Um, you know, he's probably signed for that Josh kid about forty times. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah, just a, just seems like a really, a really nice guy. Um, you know, he could be he could be answering the text messages on his phone that his phone is blowing up, you know, like constantly <laughs> right. that that you saw. But uh, yeah, uh, cool guy. Seems like an easy auto to get. Um, I'm just like a really nice guy. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah. So real quick to go back to an anecdote I told the last time, and I think I I think I misre- misremembered it. So I want to tell it again. Like um, when when Zach or when uh, Nico Horner was leaving, and he almost signed for that that guy, uh, sure. the Puerto Rican guy. Oh God. Um, uh, what he doesn't stand for the Puerto Rican guy, that guy. <laughs> um, I said to I said to Josh's dad, I said he's got a good heart, and I meant I think I mistold it in the last po- in the last episode. But what I meant was I was talking about Nico Horner because yes. it's like, oh my god, Nico Horner would have stopped and signed for that guy. He signed for sure. a fucking dog. Like yes. this guy is like the most giving guy in the history of the world. Like forget yep. Mother Teresa. Like it's <laughs> Nico Horner. Um, but like. Uh, and I said he's got a good heart. And then Josh's dad thought he meant like Josh. They thought that I meant Josh. And I'm like, fuck Josh. Like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. Um, but no, I meant Nico Horner because, yes, he, he he's a saint. He should be sainted uh, for, for that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's a good pick, Jack, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nico Horner. Um, Jack, I um I feel like you've told the story before about being like kind of smitten with like uh, with someone. I don't know if it was during like an autograph session or what, but you were like totally won over by somebody. I can't remember who it was or what scenario it was, but you're like, Oh, like, you know, I like that guy now. Like, you know, he's, he's won me over or whatever. Um, I don't remember exactly who it was, but Jack, man, I got to say the winner of nicest for me, Jack is Justin Steele. (laughs) 
Sure. Okay. Yeah. I I'm I'm still like I'm still kind of like taken by Justin Steele's generosity for for signing my autograph, and I can't believe I'm saying that sentence. And like, you know, if if this podcast were more popular, I feel like someone should should isolate that that sentence and like replay it because I sound like a complete whatever buttercup or something. But like, right. but like. I'm like, I, it's like, I thought it was super cool of Justin Steele to sign. And like, he was super cool about it. Like, just like, he gave me like a look like, Hey man, don't worry about it. Like, you know, it's cool. Like, yeah. um, but like I, you know, he risked being like mobbed and I risked like exposing him. I tried to be cool about it. And he was like, I think, I think that he recognized my, uh, discretion <laughs> in trying to get him, but not like blow up his spot. And sure. I think he was like genuinely felt cool cool about that maybe and then he signed and like it actually turned out well like no one else like stopped him at least like from because of me and so like i still i'm like grateful that he signed i think it was really cool um he's definitely like the arrow is pointing up for justin Steele as a cubs pitcher so um all of that all of that you know all of that uh, to say like he he's my winner for for nicest yeah man um and you know you like i said i saw i ran into him walking down the street one time didn't say anything but like you know if you live near wrigleyville man you can't swing a cat without hitting that guy so like hopefully he's on the team next year and hopefully like he lives in the same residence so we can try so we can try to get him again um yeah yeah, you you threw josh into a panic man when you when you told him (laughs) so that when you told him where justin Steele was so that that made the whole thing worth it (laughs) i did i did and uh, that might come up later on as well but sure um, but yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I rocked that kid's world, um, knowing that Justin Steele is out there and attainable. Um, but uh, real quick too about Nico Horner. Um, our, our, our buddy Chris said that he's never gotten Nico Horner. Really? And, yeah, and every time we've seen him, he stopped. So like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Might he just might be you know having bad luck with 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 Horner? But, um, but yeah, but uh, I think both good picks. Um, you know, my runner up there was Reese Hoskins. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, and I it's, think it's he, cool to see him in the playoffs now too. I'm like, we saw the Phillies right before they kind of blew up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think um, he maybe has won me over for you know, for life um, as a cool guy. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I had to go with Steele on that one. But, but yeah, definitely. Um, weirdest dressed. Uh, okay, I think I went first for the last one. So, who would you say for weirdest dressed? All right, yeah, and this kind of wraps up. This wraps up the player coaches uh, yep. session. Mm-hmm. Um, although they might come back in best overall moment, but um, yeah, weirdest dressed, Jack. I don't know if I don't know if this one's uh, as front and center on your radar as it was for me, but um, I went with Nick Senzel. Oh, sure. Dressed. You know what, man? I was thinking of like him. He needs to be <laughs> awarded something. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm sure we described it at the time, but he was I think he was like the last player to come out for the Reds. Yeah, and he was wearing so much. He looked so bizarre that we were not even sure it was him. But he came out dressed like a dirty pirate. Like yep. he 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 came out like a pirate who was down on his luck. Like he had big baggy pants, a shirt like one. Of, I think it was like one of those shirts where like it only has like th- it's like a t shirt, but it has like three buttons at the top. Yeah, and like that was like unbuttoned. And like he's just like he's like kind of like he's kind of like has a receding hairline a little bit I think like for being like a young guy and like he just looked like a slob and we were like is that Nick Senzel because he looks like a slob I thought Nick Senzel like he was like the fucking third overall pick in in the league he probably has like 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 six million dollars like in his bank account right now it's like yes why is he dressed like a slob um but uh, but yeah so he's by far my weirdest dressed. 
No, sure, Jeremy. And and I'll say this about Senzel, too. Like, that was the first time we did the Reds bus. The second time, him and India came out together, and we were joking, like, you know, that's just, like, two first-round busts coming out. Yeah. And, like, like India, India wants Senzel around because, you know, nobody's going to call India a bust <laughs> if Senzel is still there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's a bust shield. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's probably, like, $15 million right there of wasted money. Yes. Um, Senzel, $6.2 million signing bonus in 2016. Yeah, yeah and, you know, he's, he's, he's dressed like Steed Bonnet. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, that, that's a good one. Uh, mine is um, uh, mine is actually a red, too. It's Joey Votto. Yeah, yes, nice. I wanted to, I kind of wanted to go with Joey Votto, yeah. the weirdest dress. So, like like I said, um, when we saw him, like, he was dressed like he was going to leave the ballpark to go make photocopies at an office. <laughs> like, it was just like he had a, he had on khaki pants and, like, uh, uh, just like a a lame like just regular looking button down shirt with the sleeves rolled up and was on a cell phone and he was he started walking down uh walking down chef is it sheffield is that what it is yeah we were on sheffield yeah. there he yeah. just started walking north on sheffield but like why was he dressed like that first of all like it like like i said he was dressed business casual but it was also 10 30 at night like who dresses that way at 10 30 at night regardless of where you're going that's not that's not appropriate attire to wear to a party or a restaurant or anything it it only it's only appropriate for like an office setting yeah it was it was definitely peculiar and especially peculiar from him and he's peculiar overall so the whole thing was weird jack i just sent you a link um to the google drive and to me like and this image this image is actually perfect for me because it's it's kind of like the vantage point that we had of Joey Votto, but to me the way Joey Votto was dressed reminds me of the end of Silence of the Lambs when Hannibal Lecter is out and he's going to eat Jack Crawford in like the Bahamas or wherever they are. Um, but he looked he he disappeared into the crowd just like the end. I mean, like go watch the end of Silence of the Lambs when Hannibal Lecter hangs up. <laughs> um, on Clarice, he actually doesn't hang up. He leaves the phone off the hook, but he's like, I'm going to have an old friend for dinner. And then she's like, Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter. And then yeah. he like follows Jack Crawford into the crowd of people in whatever, like the Bahamas or Jamaica or wherever they are. And, um, and it's like, he disappears into the crowd. And that's like, kind of like, that's the image of what I have of Joey Votto from that night. No, um, it was bizarre. Just bizarre. For, for sure. Um, Jeremy, uh, that was a nice, uh, subtle Jody Foster impression that you did there. Oh, nice. I, I, that's the yeah that's a keystone right there yeah yeah um uh yeah that was uh uh so that that was fantastic um there, you know like you said there's no telling uh where joey vada was going but he is on social media now like that like the guy who was, <laughs> who was with us, that's right said, so that's right yeah. maybe he was going to have an old friend for dinner too <laughs> um Awesome. So yeah, those I think those are all good choices. Uh, so that's great. Ah, shit. I said I was uh, I was gonna write them down, but I didn't. Uh, I'll do it after. I'll do it after we record. But um, sure. we'll, we'll we'll remember who we did. Uh, okay. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to uh, fans. Um, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the uh, uh, the worst father kid combo. Oh, that this is a tough one, man. Um, so it worst fa- worst father can, can, kid combo. Do you want to do you want to mm-hmm. run through? Would it make sense to run through some of the candidates? Yeah. So the the candidates for this award are okay. So run, just in run, my run opinion, run through the candidates. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. the candidates, and then you can say yours at the end. Okay. Sure. So mine is. Uh, I would say a few candidates. Ick and the stick are are yeah. definitely one that that are right up there. The uh, the guy at the Orioles game who tried to sell me those baseball cards and his son with the nose piercing. 
Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're right up there. Uh, the other guy at the Orioles game who fucked my Jim Palmer autograph, the big, the big bulky guy who was like, yeah. oh, yeah, Chirinos has been great all year. Um, Palmer, that guy. Palmer quiz guy. Palmer yes, quiz guy, yeah, I believe. Yes. Um, so that yeah. that guy, um, uh, I'm trying to think of other father's father kid combos or like just uh, kid i so those are my three those are my big three right there okay mm-hmm. so i mean okay yeah and then okay well so um yeah i would say those as well i mean like yeah definitely like ick in the stick and um that the the father uh the the card selling father so jack yeah i i ended up going with uh the earring kid i caught him calling him the the earring kid but it was yep. the earring kid and uh the the card selling dad i guess the the junk uh wax selling dad yes oh you went you went with them that was who you went that's, with that's my pick yeah okay all right why why did you choose them i mean just because that kid is like such a like uh, again like to f- f- a kid with a nose ring is like not a kid. <laughs> like no, nope. that's when you then you know, that's when you stop being a kid. Yet, yet they <laughs> were, they were like you know they would have packaged they would have marketed themselves as a father son duo. But like, you know, and, no, no, no and, little kids walking around with a, a piercing. That's for sure. And the kid was acting like he should have been treated like a kid too, in terms of the graphing world, yeah. where he was like trying to push his way in front of the line. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a, so that was BS. Um, uh, yeah, so I agree. They're a close second for me, Jeremy, but I ultimately ended up going with Ick and the Stick. Good. That's good. I'm glad that, you know, they need to be recognized for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think there's a couple reasons. First of all, what put it over the top was the fact that Ick was there, um, and Ick is the dad. Uh, Ick was yeah. there, um, uh, at the, at the locker cleanout by himself. So, yeah. so now it's confirmed that he's not getting these autographs for his kid. He's doing it because he's obsessed with it, and he's just using his kid, and probably oh, has yeah. been using his kid for ten years, ten plus years. To he, get these he's probably he's he's probably mad that his kid is growing up because he's the time is running out that he can use him. Yes, I mean, considering the fact that he was at the locker cleanout by himself for hours, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a kid just so he could get autographs. That also is true. They don't like they, they seem like far apart in age, kind of. They like, they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, this yeah. guy looks like he's in his like mid to, mid fifties, and the the kid is like you know maybe sixteen. I don't know. He might be twenty three, but yeah, like he's you know he seems like he's a teenager. So he does seem like yeah, an old for sure. father. Um, yeah, for sure. But so there's that. The fact that they ran after Hunter Green. And then the, that the kid had the audacity to say that he would he, they were fr- like friends with him because the kid attended his baseball camp. Like, how delusional can you be to think that you're friends with Hunter Green? Um, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> because, because you paid money <laughs> to be in his camp. It's like, yeah. Oh, we're friends now. Yeah, I know, Jack. I mean, like, how much did I pay you to be to to hang out with me and be my friend? Was it like, yeah, man, five hundred dollars for three days? Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure, right? It's like, yeah, like uh, they say, like you know, uh, I I don't know, like being in a fraternity is a way to just like pay to make friends. Um, I mean, you know, it's a way to get in in into somewhere, but you know, you're not necessarily gonna be guaranteed friends. But yeah, man, like it's uh, uh, it's it's absurd. And it's delusional, and also they were creeps because they ran a guy down uh, on a dark street, um, you know, at, at 11 p.m. at night uh, as well, and didn't seem to think that that was weird, even if they did, quote unquote, know the guy. 
So, uh, yeah, forget yes. them, man. And I, I don't think we've seen the last of them either. They'll, they'll be back next year. I think they, I think they will. I think they most definitely will. So, um, yes. <clears throat> yeah, good, good, good choice there on the fun category. Um, next up is most cringeworthy moment. Jack. Oof. This is a this is a big one. Okay, so I, I I'll go first for this one. Ah man, there's a lot of good uh, there's a lot of good candidates for this one. Um, my runner up is when the person I I shouldn't I shouldn't spoil it. I'll, I'll get my runner up because it my my runner up might be your okay. your champion. Yeah. So I, I'll I'll yeah. say it after. But uh, my my most cringeworthy moment is the the Cardinals fan with the cigarette uh, my uh, inches Michaelis who said yes. uh, when the families came out. And he went, yeah, families. That was just that was just terrible, man. It embarrassed everyone who was there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was embarrassing. Um, and that guy fucking sucked. I feel like yep. I'm still like I can still taste his fucking cigarette in my in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I think my clothes um, still smell like it too. Yeah, what a fucking just fucking scum. Uh, yep. yeah, he sucked. Um. Yeah, that was that was definitely cringeworthy, and like it's just right off the bat. Is it too? The other thing is like, you know, you have people who like fuck you, but like maybe it happens later on. Like one of my runner-ups, Jack, from it most cringeworthy moment was the Tatis guy, like um oh, the guy who like like who like was yelling the first guy to yell, like yell into the stadium um at a player, and then like he ran after the bus and yelled at, at, for Tatis, but it's like. These people like ruin it for you, but this guy ruined it for us before the players even came out. Yep. Like he ruined it on the on the wags, like for no reason. Like there was nope. no reason for him to yell that, and it was just like uncomfortable for those people. It was uncomfortable for everyone else there, and this guy just like he's just like fucking living his best life, just thinking like he's either, he probably thought he thinks he's entertaining other people, but he's just entertaining himself, and like he's not entertaining. No, uh, that's the problem. That's the one thing that's missing from what he was doing. Yep. Um, so yeah, he sucked for sure. God, that guy really sucks. Yep. Um, Jack, I, you know, I, so maybe this is why I went with the earring kid, uh, for worst father son combo. Um, because my most, my most cringeworthy moment, Jack, um, it belongs to Ick in the stick. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but mm-hmm. specifically, I don't know if you know the specific moment that I'm going to say. I do. Maybe and this I, I, I'm glad I didn't say it cause I was going to bring it up when we were talking about them, but I was like, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure it's going to come up somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. You can go ahead and say it though. The most cringeworthy moment for me, Jack was when, um, uh, they were t- talking, I, I think it was Hunter Green's hands, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. And so he's like, oh yeah, he's got the smoothest hands. Uh, and then the, the whole back and forth, like he's got the smoothest hands. He's like, yeah, he probably uses moisturizer. Oh yeah. He definitely moisturizes his hands. Uh, and yeah, that whole, that whole exchange, um, about didn't, didn't they that. say that he, he was metrosexual. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. He's a metrosexual. Um, which hard. Yeah. I don't know. First of all, I, yeah, I don't know. No one's <laughs> yeah. used that, that phrase in like 10 years, but anyway, um, so that for sure, um, and honestly, if I'm being honest with you, it's a, it's a kind of a combo moment, uh, but both, both attributed to ick in the stick, the, the, the moisturized hands con- conversation was just fucked up. Yep. Um, and it was like something that's like, why have that conversation to begin with? Why have that conversation with your kid? Um, and then there was something else that they said too. It was something like, oh yeah, that's. He didn't say that's not all he moisturizes, but like he, it was something like in that vein. With almost. grapes, it was like, he was talking about grapes, right? 
Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, he's like yeah, he's just feeding him like he's just like feeding him little like grapes one at a time or something like that. Like some yeah, right. it was something weird like that. But uh, the other moment too that has, is in there, like I don't know if you, you know, I guess this is moment. So I uh, you know we have to pick one. But who could forget? Um, I actually had to look it up because I couldn't remember exactly what player it was. But when the stick called out for the guy who was not Joe Musgrove, yep, but. The stick was saying, Mr. Musgrove, Mr. Musgrove. <laughs> that is one of the most cringeworthy moments right there. It was. This kid is getting too old to call people Mr. Man. Yes. And not, it was the wrong guy, right? And it was the wrong guy. It wasn't guy. even the right. Mr. Musgrove. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's exactly that's exactly what he sounded like. It was. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating it. That's like, you know. Yeah. That's like, you know. That's 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 a true reading. Um, he was. He was. But, he was muling, as they might say. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was bad. Uh, I, I, and I'll say this, man. I. The only person I addressed as Mister all year was was Gabe Kapler. Um, I was the one who got his attention, and I was like, uh, "Excuse me, Mister Kapler." Um, like, <laughs> yeah. If if you run into Gabe Kapler in the street, um, and you want it, and you want something from him, uh, if if you see the guy, you'll know you'll know why I said that. So yeah, um, right, yeah. Even though if you watch interviews with him, he's totally he's totally not like a really intimidating guy, but he certainly looks. He like commands him. your he commands respect. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, so yeah. yeah, that that's a good one too, Jeremy. I was going to talk about that for the worst father kid, the Mister Musgrove thing, but uh, I think it it deserves its own its own award. So that was uh, that was that's good stuff. Um, yeah. This this next one is going to be a fun one, man. Uh, it's most inexplicable person slash biggest freak. Um, who did you have for that one? Well, Jack, would, uh, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I wish that I could dig deeper for my, for my answer, but I feel like when you think of freak, it just kind of, I feel like we've kind of beaten this horse a little bit. So I, I'm, I wish I could think of a, an alternate to, but, but maybe if yours is better than mine, I should just go first. Jack, sure. I had to give it to the ick. I mean, like they're, they're okay. kind of sweeping the categories, much like the Silence of the Lambs swept the, the <laughs> 1991 Oscars, I guess. Ick and the stick are sweeping these categories, but like, yeah. I gotta go like, and again, it's because of what you said, like that, that he was at, like we had a full story arc with Ick and the stick. Like it was almost like a, at the at the clean out day when the guy turned around and I was like oh my god it's because I I pointed to him I'm like look who it is look who it is yeah like it was almost like you know like I don't know like like seeing behind the curtain of like the wizard or whatever and like seeing that like the ick is controlling the, the whole situation it's like yes the ick he's by himself he's not you know he's getting these autographs for himself the call is coming from in the house like it was like you know it was like a, it was like a it was like a reveal at the end and it was just like oh my god the ick is as icky as we think he was or yes. like we thought he was and like so yeah i mean he's just like he's just a, definitely the biggest freak i don't know if he's inexplicable because i can i get his his uh his dimension like his you know his his profile but like that's who i went with jack no, that that's a good one, man. And it, there there was almost like when his when his kid wasn't there, it was like he'd shed this this layer of himself that sort of yeah. gave him some credibility of like yes. they, they gave him some credibility. And with that gone, he was just like this sad guy like trying to yes. get autographs. It was it was yeah. it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It, um, was, it was not good. So yeah, definitely the biggest autograph freak for sure. Um my my most inexplicable person slash biggest freak I'm gonna go with another one from the Cardinals game, man. I'm gonna go with Alan okay. Garfield guy. Do you remember that guy? 
the uh, <laughs> he was the little he was like the short like stocky guy, and he had on okay. like a uh, Cardinals jersey, gold chains, yes, sunglasses. Yeah. I think oh, yeah, like some yeah. type of weird like Cardinals hat or something, just like all like cart like all like weird Cardinals attire. Stood there the entire time, the entire time we were there. Yeah. That was a long bus night. We were probably there for an hour and a half. He was there the whole time. He didn't say a word to anybody. <laughs> he seemed like he was by himself. He didn't ask for any autographs. He just stood there the whole time. It was just uh, like there was no there was no explaining this guy. And we should say too, like uh, also known as AKA Duffman. He was like the <laughs> Cardinals yep. Duffman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good. <laughs> yeah, man. I just really I don't know what that guy's man. deal was, or I, I guess he just wanted to see the players, but like, yeah. just you know, he didn't even cheer when they came out. He was just there. <laughs> no, the fact, the fact that the the the. the the pure edifice of this guy, like uh, the, 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 like the, 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 the appearance of this guy is not inexplicable. Like, I mean, it kind of is, but it's also like, if you, if you're around, if you put him in a sports context, it completely makes sense. There are these human mascots. Like I, did we call the, the Rockies guy human mascot or did we call this we, guy the human mascot? I, I think, I think you might've, you might've referred to that Rockies guy as like a human mascot. When the you, Rockies um, hipster guy. Yeah. 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 Rockies hipster guy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so yeah, so this, there are human mascots. There are people who like fucking dye their hair, the color of the team, wear weird fucking paraphernalia. Like, <laughs> you know, White Sox fans just call it a regular costume or a regular uh, outfit. But, yeah. um, but but there are these people. But the fact that he didn't ever make a sound, didn't ask for an autograph, <laughs> didn't like call out any. Even like even people who were out there, you know, if Pujols came out, they would say like, you know, uh, Pujols or whatever, or like I don't know, like who's the fucking nickname a guy? I don't know. Like, uh, they would at least yell out their nickname or something. Yes. But this guy was just like like observing it, like he was like at a zoo or something. It was just weird and. Uh, yeah, definitely inexplicable. That's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm glad glad I remembered that guy. Uh, that was yes. that was a big night, man. That Cardinals, we got a lot of stuff from that one. So that was just, <laughs> uh, as yeah, I guess it, it figures. Um, all right. Uh, next one is uh is is biggest asshole. Um, this is a tough one, man. And yeah. I, I guess I could go first. Um, you know what I'm gonna choose? I'm gonna choose the the candy kid as my biggest asshole. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Sure. So. Now, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So the reason for that is, like, you know, he pushed in front of us, and that, that I think it was the Rockies, um, you know, he tore his <laughs> bobblehead open, he left it all on the fucking, all on the fucking ground, um, yeah, like Jack, the box. Wait, wait, before you go any further, Jack, I want you to tell me the, tell me the thing that he did that clinched Biggest Asshole for you, because it could be any number of things, but what was the clincher for so you? So the, 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 the clincher <laughs> for me was he stole my spot, and then yeah. he went, I got a front row seat. They hate me now. I got a front row seat. Okay, okay good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I would have guessed if, if he were my choice, Jack, I would have said the clinching moment was when he said, if I gave you $1,000, can I throw this in your face? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was directly due to the bad vibes that we were giving him. But like, yeah. you know, yeah. we, I, I'll, I'll say that. I'll give us credit, man. We didn't get we didn't give that kid an inch. He was no. trying to talk to us. Uh, we were yeah. so pissed off. So, yeah, man, those those. Uh, it's not it's not the kid's fault though. It's the fault that's, of the. 
It's the fault of the young adult, like, who's, like, bringing that kid there and, like, making him sell this candy. You That's know, what the, I was going to say. Yeah, because, like, the kid, and he was with a girl who was maybe a couple years older than him, and you could tell she was bored. Like, she didn't want to be there. She gave up her spot to uh, to us, um, you know, after after her and the kid took it. So She probably knew that that was such a stupid, like, a losing proposition, like, yes. to, to be doing that. But, yeah. Yeah, there's no logic there, um, and it really, like, you know, I'll, I'll say the kid's the biggest asshole, but really it's the whatever whatever who the, whatever relation that, that guy is to that kid. Like, that, that guy's the real asshole because he's making these kids come out here and do this when they should be fucking, you know, playing at the park or something, uh, or at least yeah. playing video games or just doing being kids and not trying to make this guy some extra fucking money. So, like, fuck that guy. Um, yeah, for sure. That's it's just a, it's a bad situation. That's what crossed my mind. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a great situation overall. Um, but like, yeah, that guy, I I'd say like he was definitely the puppet master of that situation for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I captured, I think I didn't discover it till after we recorded that episode, but I did capture the father in a picture of Chris Bryant that I took at the bus. So I'll oh, have wow, to put okay. that. Yeah. I'll have to put that on, on, um, Instagram. I th- feel like in almost all of these episodes, I've promised to put stuff on Instagram and uh-huh. I haven't, but in celebration of like, the whole bus situation. I think I'll make, I'll just post like a big uh, photo album on Instagram um, of a lot of these different things and try to like notate each picture, but definitely some pictures of our autographs. And um, Jack, you should send me the picture of your Jan Gomes. Uh, oh um, God. Yeah. Yeah. My scorecard. Autograph. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah. And then we do have this guy that the father of this kid in the, uh, or whoever he is in the, um, in the background of a Chris Bryant picture. So nice. uh, there's a picture of Millie. So I got, there's oh, a lot God. of pictures out there that we got to put out there. But anyway, um, all right. So uh, for me, biggest asshole, this is a collective asshole um, okay. for me, Jack. Uh, the biggest assholes um, of the bus scene are selfie takers. Oh, all selfie God. takers. That's a great call, man. That's a great call. Yeah, yeah. All fucking selfie tapers are die selfie taker scum. Uh, like, because twice they fucked me out of autographs. They yep. fucked me with out of out of Don Manningly's autograph, and then they fucked me out of Nick Castellanos. And quite honestly, the Don Manningly one is worse, um, especially sure. since he got fired. But like, um, yeah, it's like these fucking people. It's like you ask you you ask for an inch and, and you take a mile. It's like, hey, can you sign an autograph for me? It's pretty. It's a pretty quick thing at the end of the day to sign an autograph if you have your shit together you know if you're not fumbling for a pen or pulling out a dollar bill from your fucking pocket but then you stop these people and you take a fucking selfie and like of course the person doesn't know how to you know they're fumbling for their phone they're trying to get it right you know they're handing it off to somebody it's never quick and then like and then with the Cassiano's uh, women like it was it was okay no another now another one another one it's like fuck you you fucked me out of an autograph and it it sucks and so like yeah I hate the selfie takers they're they're they co- have cost me twice literally they've literally cost us twice because I would have gotten an autograph if they if these guys didn't get pulled in to sign to take these pictures so fuck all the selfie takers yeah man uh, and I had a Castellanos card that night too I would yeah I yeah. would have got I would have got it signed. Uh, as well um so that's a fucking bummer um yeah like you said man uh selfie takes a long time to do um and it's like just get a fucking autograph man like who who cares like getting a selfie isn't better than an autograph um like you know you could you sure the point could be made did you get the person's autograph yeah i did did you talk to them did you have an extended conversation did you feel like you got to know them no um but like why is a selfie better 
you see right, a selfie that, and everybody knows it's just like a one second thing. Like it doesn't prove yeah. that you met them any more than get an autograph does. So it, right. it just you know it it's something you can put on social media and people like it, sure. But like, it, I don't think it's, it's better also, than an autograph. No, well, it's it's it's. I would say it's mainly it's not what's happening. It's like yeah. the guys aren't coming out there to take selfies with people. They're getting no. they're coming out there to sign autographs. And then you come in with your fucking phone and ask for a selfie. It's like that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing here, people. We're take we're getting autographs. If you want a fucking selfie, like you know, I don't know, fucking follow, like hang out of his hotel room and wait till he goes out to get a fucking coffee and then take a selfie with him. That's yeah. not what we're doing here. Nope. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's that's an excellent call, man. Um, you know, that's a, a definitely a, a you know a fucking uh, something that graphers have to deal with. So yeah, uh, good stuff. Um, good stuff. This next one is uh, good too. Uh, best security guard slash staff. So yeah, um, yeah. Who was uh, who was your favorite security guard this year? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, this is oddly a uh, a rich category. I would say, Jack. Would you it would is, you agree? Yeah, yeah I, I, lot... I would agree. There's a lot of good choices for this one. <laughs> good choices. Well, we can run through the runners up afterwards. We, we are kind of running long here, but yeah, um, Jack. For me. Uh, it was a last minute entry kind of situation, but for me, Jack, the, uh, big, the best security guard is the guy at the Cubs parking lot. More specifically, as you might know him folks, the guy who, uh, had a soliloquy about Josh and his dad and about how they're selling autographs. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy. That, okay. So that was going to be my pick too. I mean, there were a couple okay. other guys I was playing around with, but like, I, I don't know if that guy was a theater major or what, but like, <laughs> what did you, you know? say? He, he, he took a class in Jack. Uh, yeah. American speech or something? Yeah, I mean, it sounded like voice and speech, right? All of a sudden, he turned on, like, this, like, fucking narrator voice. Uh, Yeah, it was like Mark Twain, like, it was like whoever, like, Val Kilmer is Mark Twain or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, there was that, and then the fact that the the guy, the guy loves wife humor, man. You know? (laughs) He's like, if the wife ain't happy, ain't nobody (laughs) happy. And he, like, he extended the no. It was just, it was great, man. That was I just, want that him was, over with that one for sure. Oh, yeah. That was his wheelhouse. Um, yeah, he loved that. Yeah, and then, you know, he was like, all right. Like, when he when we parted uh, ways, he was like, all right, see you guys tomorrow. Like, he just assumes that, <laughs> he, he. it's like, he's degrading us, man. Like, yeah, he, I know, right? I know. Yeah. Good um, stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then just the fact also that he also just, like, lets us stay there, too, which is yes. inexplicable. No. That, like, why the fuck would we be allowed to stand there? But I'm glad that we are, but, like, yep. um, but also why is Bleacher Jeff allowed to smash the cage on the video board? Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, some things are inexplicable. I mean, God bless it. Like, it's it's nice to know that, like, in a in a machine like the Cubs organization, that there are still these weird, inexplicable things that happen. Um, but those are two of them right there. And like, yeah, I mean, it, it, to our benefit, uh, you know, we wouldn't be able to get what we've gotten from the no, Cubs lot. Well, you're right, man. Like, uh, they could just Tom Ricketts drives past there. He could just be like, you know what? Shut this down. Like, don't let yeah. don't let people stand there. But they do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's pretty awesome. So yeah, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something about Josh and his dad. <laughs> you know why he gets those autographs? It's because his dad sells them on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, it's because, and then his dad turns around and sells them on the internet. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a, like this guy should be played by James Earl Jones in a movie. 
you know oh man yeah uh, good stuff good stuff it, it Lot, was yeah lots of you know the guy um i was the i say the guy who um uh, I mean, it's weird. A lot of the guys are friendly, which is crazy, which yeah. I get they're, they're trying to pass time or whatever. The one guy who uh, said, what did he say? He's like, I'm all about that or something. What did he say? Uh, like, yeah, he was like, I live my life on the edge. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right, I don't right, make like plans. That. I live my life on the edge. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then he like ate a hot dog, like a free hot dog from Wrigley Field. Like, yeah, like in, a, like, in like two bites. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, that guy's up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So a lot of lot of good, uh, a lot of potential candidates for the best security guard slash staff. For, for sure. Uh, the next the next one is best ally. Um, I'll go first for this one. It's got to be Chris, right? <laughs> it would it would be um, a shame to not pick Chris. Um, I did let it slide to Chris that we have a podcast. I didn't nice. give any more information than that. Sure. But one day Chris will listen to th- these podcasts. I feel. Um, he's actually become like, I think like a legit friend, like I have his phone number now and we text about like, you know, like when we were going down to games and stuff. So, um, Chris probably should be a unanimous pick, Yes, but I did just, just to shake things up, Jack, just again, maybe his recency bias, but I actually went with Anthony slash VR bike guy. See, I fucking love, I love that guy though. Like, cause I, I yeah. think like, uh, this, he has like inside information, man. Um, he does. I'm not sure how he obtains it. Uh, no. Considering the fact that he said there'd be nothing Seiya Suzuki could do, uh, but <laughs> sign our autographs. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Like, you know, but, but the, the dude, is, he's a freak for sure. Yeah. Um, but he's a nice, he's also like a nice guy and he's like, you know, he, he knows his stuff. He has good information. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those guys where like. I think it's one of those things where, like, he's, like, I feel like, no, no uh, denigration to him, but I feel like people, like, overlook him. It's, like, it's like in that, it's in, like, probably, like, a CSI, uh, you know, TV show or something. Like, they're, like, oh, yeah, no one pays attention to this guy, but he saw it all, you know? Like, yep. the janitor or something. Like, he, he, the janitor knows who did it because, like, they, they turn their nose up at him and, and don't even notice that he's there. But sure. he saw the whole crime go down. Like that's that's what Anthony is. Um so yeah, I think they're both they're both I mean, Chris is obviously a cool guy. Um I think Anthony's a cool guy. He's very supportive and like yeah, he was like super supportive uh of us with the say. He's like, You'll get him, you'll get him, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's um, like, You'll get him, I know you will get him. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, man. I think I think both good choices for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last one before we get to our best overall moment and worst overall moment um, is most useless information. I was glad <laughs> I was glad that you included this one because um, we certainly got a lot of it. So mine, Jeremy. I already quoted this once in the podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, the the guy who fucking blocked my uh, path to the Jim Palmer thing maybe grabbed the card weird. The Orioles fan when he went. Oh, yeah, Chirinos has been great all year. Uh, he sounds like a South Park character. Um, <laughs> but, like, he said Chirinos has been great all year. And I think if you unpack that statement, like, first of all, that, that implies that you've gotten Robinson Chirinos. Like, no, first of all, who cares about Robinson Chirinos? Like, ultimately. <laughs> right, um, right, yeah. Second of all, like, the what you said implies that he's gotten Robinson Chirinos' autograph multiple times in the in mm-hmm. in one season, which just yeah, you means you're a freak. And, like, third, yes. he said Chirinos has been great all year, but Chirinos came out. He didn't even come close to signing. I don't, no. I don't think he even acknowledged the fans. He just went right on the bus. So it's just like a guy when when somebody says that a guy like oh he's definitely gonna sign 
Like that's just the that's the kiss of death. That means that they're not yes. going to sign. Yeah, it means they never sign. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I I yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, no, that that I feel like I feel like that was like an early moment of us like being like, "Oh, yeah, when they say that, that means that they will not sign." Like that yes. that was like our 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 like wake up call or whatever, but yeah, I agree. Um that uh, that was an early moment. That's a good pick for sure. Um, and for all those reasons, yeah, that was the exact correct like process there of like <laughs> of our hierarchy of like thoughts on Robinson Chirinos and his autographing prospects. Yes. Um, okay, Jack. This one, uh, you you kind of this. I'm not going to go with this one. It was a really really strong contender, and it was something that I had forgotten about until I looked at my notes. But yes, the guy who told told us that Joey Votto is on social media. <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? Who cares? Who cares that he's on social media? Why are you telling us this? Because it was really apropos of nothing. It like was. he's like, oh yeah, Joey Votto, he's on social media now. <laughs> like okay, and like, can you? Did he say anything worth repeating? And like you know, it was completely useless information. But that's so whatever. That was a funny one. I had forgotten about that one. Um, I, I, he's on my, my, my list there. Um, um, another runner up in the category was, I actually, um, another, a runner up for most useless information was my information, my details to Josh on how to get Justin Steele's autograph. <laughs> which is no, like, that's, that's great. Cause yeah. the season's over, man. He's not going to be right. able to get that anymore. For Well, also that that too but also it's like the directions that i was giving this kid like he doesn't know what fucking what sheffield is he doesn't know no. any of these streets no he does he, there was no way he was ever gonna know how to find him based off of my information yet i i kept going on i'm like yeah you know sheffield like you know where the stadium is and like the kid was just like his his eyes were like circling around in his head like like yes. he like wasn't it wasn't registering but i was like going on i'm like this is all useless information so like that that one's up there as well, but Jack for me, and I think you know that this was one of my favorite things. I wanted to do the line reading on this one, but it was at the Cubs lot. The guy who had Christopher Morel's pink uh, Mother's Day cleats. Oh God! When he told us, he's like, "Oh yeah, Morel, he left with uh, with Va- Velasquez the other day. They got sushi." <laughs> <laughs> that- Completely useless information, but I yes. loved it. No, that was a that that's an all timer, man. Uh, and I had actually kind of forgotten about that one. So that that's a good one. And you know, this guy just he knows that because he was looking at their so, like Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It, man. Yeah, and right. it's like it, who who fucking cares that they got sushi, dude? Yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Like if if Christopher Morel like was out for like two games because he had like food poisoning, and this guy was like. They got sushi. It's like, oh, okay, but it had nothing to do with it. There was no ramifications of them getting sushi <laughs> at all. No. So, um, yeah, it was uh, definitely some of the more useless, more of the some of the more useless information we got all season. Yeah. No. No. And what you just described there with him being out, man, that that's the kind of info Anthony would provide. You know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He's like, man, he's always eating that fucking sushi bullshit. Like, no wonder he's sick. <laughs> you know. Like that would have been how Anthony would have delivered it. So. No, yeah. for sure. Um. Okay, great. So best overall moment and worst overall moment. Let's go with best first. Um, I'll uh, I'll start. Uh, for me, it was really the it had to be the Bud Black moment, man. That was great. Wow. Man. You know, okay. just that whole Bud Black interaction, like the fact that he gave money to the Candy Kids 
and then yep. said like yep. give give the candy to a kid like he didn't want the candy that was yeah. pretty fun that was pretty funny also very generous of him uh too um so yeah. that, that was that was cool um but also just he was so funny you know they got me they got me uh <laughs> and then and then the security oh, yeah. guard got in. he was like they got you big guy uh so yeah that was just um that that was great that was a like i am a bud black i never really had thought too much about bud black one way or the other because he's never managed uh teams that i've really cared about but yeah. um you know he i'm a fan of his now he won me over with that one yeah most definitely um yeah uh that's funny jack i have the bud black moment down too um for best overall moment i I hadn't really decided who i was going to go with um but that was pretty cool just all just the humor and like kind of the silliness of the whole um situation was was pretty cool it was just like it was definitely a silly moment it was like a funny slash silly moment um so it was all really funny and memorable um so i mean it's it's probably it probably should be number one jack but um i'm going I'm just going to give mine in a combo, Jack, uh, yeah. just just because there's symmetry to both. Jack, my worst overall moment was losing the Christopher Morrell autograph card. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, after that moment, you probably had to hear me tell like six, seven people like, yep, I got his autograph, but I lost I lost it somewhere. Sure, and, man. Uh, you know, like I just I don't I don't know, like it was my way of processing it. I don't know if I expected someone to be like, oh, well, uh, here you go. And then I just pull out an autograph card and give it to me. I actually didn't. I wouldn't have even wanted one unless I got it myself. So, like, right. You know, right. I don't, you know, so I don't know uh, what to say about that. But uh, that was a dark moment for me, for sure. And then, Jack, I'll say my best overall moment just because I feel like I'm making these lists and giving myself these projects to do was finally getting uh the michael Hermosillo autograph to me yeah, that's man. one of my best overall moments of the season that's great and i i mean i think he got cut too right so he did he was gone shortly thereafter so yeah yeah you uh you got it you sold out for it uh and that I that did. was even a kind of an ongoing storyline from last year too cuz uh, last yep. year before you know before we really got into this kind of thing um you had you had a card of his with you and you didn't get it in signed in my pocket in yeah. my pocket didn't get it signed. Walked by him a week before, like earlier in the week when I got his autograph card in pocket. Didn't get it signed. So I finally had to get it. You weren't even at the moment where I got it signed. I like ran off into the distance. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I wouldn't really want to make a habit of, but uh, I kind of had to do it in that moment. And it, it it was actually, you know, a decisive moment because I... I, I wouldn't have gotten him otherwise, and then I wouldn't have gotten him overall because he was gone. So, like, that was a moment where running after the guy actually, I guess, was worth it or it was worth the risk or whatever or the, uh, you know, uh, indignity or whatever you want to say. Sure. So, so yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, my uh, for me, my worst overall moment, um, just, just the, like the lowest I felt. Um, <laughs> I think I have a guess. Okay, yeah, was uh, was was – the second Rockies bus thing. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. When I was like, uh, you know, I told the whole world, Oh yeah. Yeah. Brian signed for everybody yesterday. He came out like all those disappointed <laughs> Cubs fans. Uh, okay. that, it was, it was a, you know, it's not a moment I'm proud of. Um, uh, yeah. may, maybe I will be in time. Maybe I'll wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm actually okay with the fact that I did that. Um, in, <laughs> in the moment though. And it's like, you know what? If those people wouldn't have sucked so much, um, mm-hmm. Like the whole, the whole, the whole crew of them, the whole audience, like they were just terrible. Every time the Rockies players would come out, they were like, 
Uh, it was oh, just, you know, God. it was just terrible. Uh, but, you know, I think for, we didn't get any autographs that day and like, except for Jonathan Daza. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, it was just kind of a low, a low moment at the bus, but, um, you know, uh, sure. you win some, you lose some. Well, yeah, Jack, I, from, you know, I think I said it on, uh, from my, my vantage point of that moment, I, I kind of felt like, Ooh, Jack's really, <laughs> Jack's really pushing it on this one. Yeah. But I, also completely i mean i completely understand why you did it and i would um <clears throat> i don't know if someone called you into a court of law to defend yourself i i would or to you know if anyone could defend it i would i could definitely argue why you did it and sure. like why it was justified i mean those people did fucking suck yes like hey hey oh that guy oh it's like fucking go away why are you standing here if that's all you're going to do like, yep. and so like, yeah, I mean, they deserve to be crushed a little bit, um, you know, based on, on, on that showing. So I get it. Um, I would say that's probably one of those situations that you want to reserve for like a really a moment where it's really needed. And I would say that that moment was arguably it was arguable that it was needed at that moment. So exactly. And everything I was saying was facts too. like Bryant did. He did come out yesterday and he did sign for everybody yesterday. So, you know, um, was what it was. I did feel bad for that girl who, like, was like, I just want him to see it. And, like, she had a Bryant jersey on. <laughs> yeah. I did feel bad for her. She she genuinely seemed like she wanted to meet Chris Bryant. But, uh, oh, well. She could she could have also went to, um, you know, any of the Cubs conventions like Anthony, you know, and right. met him there. So, um, and she'll have plenty of moments, like, uh, you know, in the future. So, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, Jack, it was uh, it was uh, nice to relive these moments, and yeah, um, yeah it's like it, it's a good cap on like uh, you know just this experience of going to the buses, and like you know, I think at the end of like the, that last bus hang, I said to you like this should be like a TV show, <laughs> and, yes. like you know, I think like uh, I mean, it's nice to have all of this kind of like wrapped up in like one episode, so like. Uh, yeah, it's just, it was, um, <clears throat> as crazy, it was as fun as it was crazy. And, uh, I'm, I, I'm, the off season is always tough, but this off season is even tougher knowing that we got to wait long, uh, to get back to this complete weirdness and chaos, but, uh, I'm looking forward to it for next year. Yeah. You know, th- th- it's kind of a bittersweet end when the season ends and you're, you're, you're doing this consistently. Cause it's like, you know, you say goodbye to Chris and Anthony and you're like, yeah. w- whatever, even the security guards, it's like, all yeah. right, well, you know, see you next season. Um, and then you, you part ways. Uh, but that that makes it all the much better when the season starts up again. You know, and you're like, hell yeah, we're back at it. Yeah, it's not just the players who are, you know, saying goodbye for the winter. It's it's the autograph freaks, too. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, uh, yeah, that I wasn't expecting this episode to be that uh, th- this long and comprehensive, but it was. Um, but I think we should shut her down for this week. Uh, so for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sokowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.